Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the RP Geeks. This is the show uh, where extremely geeky people uh, roll dice and tell stories. Usually, there's no dice today. Oh, no. <laughs> My intro doesn't work. We'll get to that in a bit once we explain uh, more about what's happening. Um, but uh, first off, thank you all for joining us, whether you're live on Twitch or in the future on YouTube, in the podcast, or in the past somehow. We haven't yet worked out how that would work. Um, you probably know myself and Emily Bates, um, the, the, the only two members of the RP Geeks who have dragged ourselves out to Regency Space today. Um, we've made it here, and you may have noticed, if you're, if you're watching, we have three very special guests today. Um, so we're going to meet our guests, and then we're going we're gonna to find out more about what's going on. Um, so I'm going to uh, call upon you, Liv, um, to tell us who you are. Sure, that makes sense. I've been doing a lot of weird things at the camera, so I can see why I was called on. Uh, hello. Who is this person? Someone tell us quickly. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Liv. Um, I, am I just saying who I am, just just in general? Yeah, tell us your name, your pronouns, like a very brief, brief yeah, introduction brief. to Yeah, Liv, you. she, her, and I, um, I'm on a podcast called Three Black Hufflings, and Ooh. I'm on a YouTube channel called Icebreaker, and that's pretty much me. Lovely. Thank you so much. And Sam. Just making sure I'm not muted. We can hear you. Hi, Sam. Pronouns she, her. Um, I do both production and playing in several campaigns, including another one that EGMs. Good time. You're in for a treat. I think that's the perfect segue to our illustrious fate weaver of the evening. Illustrious is a is a big word and I can't spell it. But thank you, I am Ed. Uh, I am your fate weaver today. Um, and you can find me uh, GMing various uh, uh, podcasts and streams at the moment. Although I have to say, this is the most British one that I've done in a while. So it's very odd to have the British accents outweighing the American. But uh, sorry, Sam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is uh, that is me. And we have gathered these very special guests. Thank you all uh, so much for joining us. I think this was a relatively last minute planned one. Yeah. Um, all the stuff we've got coming up this this uh, season, which you'll hear more about uh, after the after the game. So thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate. Yeah, and we're so excited to, uh, to get to play with you. Um, and uh, I suppose a good a good place to start would be Ed. What are we playing today? So we will be playing a wonderful system by Story Brewers called Good Society. Now this is a new system for a lot of us playing today. Uh, it happens to be one of my favourite systems uh, and for a lot of you watching it is probably new as well. So as best as I can as we're playing I will be signposting each step of the game. But essentially, Good Society is a game inspired by the literary works of the Regency period, and specifically the works of Jane Austen. And as such, rather than turns, the game is broken up into cycles of chapters. Narrative chapters, epistolary chapters, and my personal favourite, the rumour and scandal chapters. Now, instead of dice, the players have two forms of mechanical currency. They have monologue tokens, and they have resolve tokens. Now, monologue tokens, each of the players starts the game with one monologue token, and you can play it at 
any time towards another player to hear their innermost thoughts. And resolve tokens, each of you start with two of these. And these can be played during any novel chapter, and they can be used to affect the narrative. So let's say, for example, uh, does Sharmini want to stop Sam from reaching the ball uh, before she can propose to her one true love? She can play a resolve token, and perhaps Sam's space carriage collapses on the way, <laughs> leaving her stranded in the asteroid belt of the Bronte Cluster, for example. Um, but as has been alluded to today, in true RP Geeks fashion, we will not be playing in the usual uh, Austin-flavoured hills and valleys of Derbyshire, we will instead be in the far-flung regions of outer space. So, space. viewers, listeners, and indeed players, are you ready? Hell yeah. So ready. I mean, rather. Wonderful. Rather. Well, then allow me to cordially invite you all into the world of Universally Acknowledged as we begin as all good stories do, at the beginning, in chapter one, to be fond of dancing. I'll just cue the music. It is a truth universally acknowledged that for however small and insignificant we might feel in our place within it, it is impossible to ever truly be alone in this wide, ever-expanding, and beautifully populated universe. Nor, indeed, does one deserve to be. Love is not merely a responsibility, and a great one at that. It is a right, and it is in our very nature, human and otherwise. We begin our story within the beautiful and soaring depths of the Austin Nebula, a stunning pillar of unnatural, ever-shifting pink and blue clouds of stardust through which glide vast manor vessels, the homes of the landed gentry, ranging from wealthy human families to alien nobility and automaton dynasties, star carriages ferrying between them the populace of this grand field of planets, moons and stars, the people of the Regency. The largest space-faring society in the galaxy, theirs is a simple life. Favouring the freedom of the stars, many have abandoned the rather more earthy comforts of planet life altogether. Surrounded by ships and satellites, and blanketed in the near-constant melodies of space whales, packs of creatures moving through the skies, the people of the Regency pass the time with intimate tea parties on asteroids, sailing across the surfaces of the giant lakes of light at the heart of the nebula and throwing lavish balls, events to which invited guests both mingle and judge their contemporaries. But to this galaxy, there arrive newcomers. A daughter, travelling from another star system, yearns for a life of independence from her family and perhaps even the promise of acceptance. And others still, while happy to call this nebula home, find themselves wishing for something more. A poet who writes of love, though has yet to attain such a thing, finds himself longing for the affection of one woman, while intended for another. A wife, caught in a marriage of convenience, knowing all too well her heart belongs to another, but when the fate of her family hangs in the balance, can she allow herself to follow her heart, or must she be consigned to a life of duty? And a noblewoman, promised for marriage, but wishing to live her life to the fullest, glorious potential, wanting for nothing more than autonomy, 
and knowing if she puts a foot wrong, it will mean losing everything. But for better or worse, for each of them, change is in the air. For it is the season of comings and goings, proposals and engagements, and the course of their lives are destined to change forever. As they travel toward the social engagement of the year, joining untold guests descending upon the Deberg Observatory from every corner of the galaxy, the space lanes between planets overflowing with star carriages, excitement mounts for what all are certain will be the most momentous evening of frivolity. But for our four main characters, they each find themselves faced with an uncertain future. Uncertainty in their fortunes, uncertainty in their standing, in their homes and families, in life. There are many they will meet along the way. There are those who are all too proud and more than a little prejudiced. There are those who value sense and others' sensibility, and others still who, with a little persuasion, can be encouraged out of the strict constraints placed upon all who live in good society. But for now, our attention moves to a lone space, moving alone through the vast green-pink dust clouds of the Austin Nebula. Starlight reflects off its dull surface and illuminates the name emblazoned across its left side, the Walton. It is a ship of unfamiliar design, somewhat greyer and more austere than others one would usually see traversing the stairways of the galaxy, even foreboding to the naked eye. And inside, within a domed observation deck, Dwarfed by the sparse and circular copper floor beneath their feet, a single figure looks out towards the alien star clusters above, as streams of shining sunlight, illuminating a galaxy that is entirely unfamiliar to them, which across the floor beneath their immaculately dressed feet. Emily, would you like to introduce us to Francesca? Hello, yes, I'm Francesca. Um, my name is Lady Francesca Stein. The lady is new. Uh, I have uh, very dark hair. There's a, a white streak through, and um, I am wearing very expensive new clothes that they, they made me buy. Um, I, uh, if you look closely, I'm a little bit, my skin's a bit gray. Uh, there are some scars, for example, across my forehead. Uh, my hands are covered in gloves, which didn't arrive, thank you, Amazon, and, uh, but underneath you would see that maybe the, uh, the hands are different colors, um, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm not very well put together in most senses of the word, um, yes, that, that is me. And as you stand there, the various skin tones around your body, lit up in different ways by the sun from outside, you hear a voice behind you. Beautiful, isn't it? As two more figures enter from a nearby door. Would you like to describe your parents, Shelley and Mary Stein, for us, Emily? Yes, so uh, Mother Mary is, uh, is my mother. She, uh, she's, quite a, uh, she's quite a stern woman, uh, dressed very simply plain uh, grey kind of dress suit uh, she's got her hair back in very tight bun 
and uh, then Dr. Shelley, uh, uh, she is my parents, she they, just so everyone's aware, and uh, she's wearing a lab coat, and uh, that's what she always wears, and uh, they have their hair in braids and uh, big, big glasses. As they step forward, Shelley cocks their head in your direction, their white lab coat gleaming, singular bright spot amidst the otherwise dark surroundings you're in. What is on your mind, Francesca? It's uh, it's just very beautiful out there. I'm uh, I would I would like to see more of it. Do you think maybe I could uh, take? Take the the craft and go go on a little trip. Well, first, before you can experience it to its full delights, you must first fit in. We are on our way to your first event, giant. I am quite nervous, mother. Don't be. You remember your manners. Yes, say please say thank you. Good night. (laughs) This is good. Remember why we are here. And Shelley walks forward and begins to adjust portions of your clothing. Your patrons, the Altair family, have been ever so kind in securing us an invitation for this event. You must take full advantage of this opportunity. Ingratiate yourself with your cousin, no matter how distant she may be. Weave yourself into good graces and establish yourself within this new nebula. Are you not going to be there? And she lets too much of a smile go across her face as she says it. Mary sees this and stepping forward, we will be there in an altogether different capacity. Yes. But you, for all intents and purposes, will mingle on your own. Okay. I think I can do that. I've uh, not really spoken to many people, so this will be very exciting. Welcome, child. It is time. Look, and gesturing out of the observation dome, She points towards a structure in the distance. We are here. And your ship begins to slow. As you see through the observation dome, dozens of ships, similar in size to your own, albeit far more gaudy and ostentatious. Golden vessels bedecked in shimmering chrome, Gelatinous spheres housing complex veins of biotechnology, rocket ships made of roots and vines, vessel of every make and species line in an orderly queue. As ahead, you see your destination, the Deborg Observatory, a giant spherical structure that looks almost like a great rainbow-tinted bubble housed within a gigantic, titanic, golden cage-like frame. And through this bubble, you see spaceships entering through the translucent exterior. And as yours does the same, you see hundreds of people 
stepping out. In the latest fashions, you see humans, robots, aliens of all shapes and sizes, tall, grey-skinned creatures with large black eyes, being made of fireworks, wearing gowns made of iridescent light, rock elementals bedecked in pebbled giraffes, giraffe-necked nobles with limbs ending in multi-limbed joints. Anything and anyone that you can imagine is in brilliant, vibrant attendance. And as you join this long queue, you also see that Unlike you and your parents, all of them possess something that you do not. Around their wrists, while each of different design allowing for various biologies, a simple, opaque, purple orb, from which you occasionally see a female figure appear, with ringleted hair and dressed in a beautiful long dress, appears to each of them, and appears to talk to each of them as well, and they to her. And as for the interior of the ship, it is magnificent. Circular golden balconies float around like cogs, in the centre of which stand ice sculptures, pyramids of crystal and personal firework displays. Couples dance about the space on the ground, through the air, on anti-grav heels and on the ceiling. A cosmic string quartet performs in the centre of the room, moving their bows across the refracted light that shines off glass and people alike, off which shimmers the most beautiful music. And above the golden floor and endless red carpet, silent fireworks illuminate the space in a cornucopia of colours. And as you join this queue and slowly make your way to the front, you are met by a large gaseous individual with light bulb eyes and a loud lardhaler mouth bends down a white lacy collar around his smoky form as your parents fall behind you. And how would the lady like to be introduced? Please, uh, Lady Francesca Stein? Very well. And as the figure begins to draw up, drawing a breath in, and you see his gaseous form increase almost twofold, your Mother Mary steps forward and just quickly whispers, Please add on, cousin of the Cavendish family. Very well. Thank you. Lady Francesca Stein, cousin of the Cavendish family. And this rings across the floor, ringing around the large dome as you are permitted to step forward. She waved. (laughs) And as you step into a sea of unfamiliar faces, your name still ringing around the dome, it falls upon another set of ears. And while unfortunately not the name you wish to hear, your ears nevertheless perk up at the Cavendish family name as Shamani. Would you like to introduce us to Lawrence? Well, I thought I thought one might be introduced to Lawrence via a uh, poem that this young man has <laughs> written in his book actually just a few seconds ago, but earlier this evening uh, is, is well-dressed and um, the book is, is, is often in his hands. I've written, Oh, hateful mirror, why show me this? Cheeks too rosy, chin too soft, neither dark nor fair of hair. Is this what she sees? She whose cheeks are as apples, whose hair is as spun Gold, she whose visage I have spent this day imagining. And yet I know it is nothing to her 
Uh, mere appearances trouble her not. My Evangeline, my angel, her radiance will shine bright enough for both of us this very night. And as this announcement rings through the air, and the Cavendish name continues echoing out, the purple orb on your wrist lights up, and just as every other member of the Regency, a female figure appears just above it, ringleted hair, long dress. This is the personal assistant to everyone in the galaxy, the erudite matrix management assistant, or, to give her a proper name, Emma. And as she places her hands on her hips and taps her digital toe, Lawrence, I have double and triple checked, and it is still a hard no. Evangeline doesn't wish to hear your latest poem about her eyes. She said the last one, and I quote, put her off fruit for the foreseeable future. She is strong-willed. She, she knows her mind. I, I must admire that. I will keep trying for what is true love, if not persistence. Right. Um, do, do you need me for anything else, or am I, am I was released? That, there was something, someone said something, I thought it might be important. I wasn't really listening, I was composing my next poem in my head. Um, was there someone important that I should care about at this dreary event? Well, strangely, and she brings up a whole host of what looked to be, uh, beautiful displays of calligraphy as she just flicks through what looked to be a whole load of invitations. Can I, have them, can I have them display in my notebook? I think uh, uh, one of the things is that, that Lawrence is like tech is like quite hidden. So it all looks like it's like old fashioned things. So he just he has like a quill and he's just like, let me just uh, look in this. And actually it's like full on display. She, she is just like flicking them over to you as she scrolls yeah, through yeah. them, as they sort of move across this <laughs> virtual space between you. Um, it is a name I'm actually unfamiliar with. Uh, I believe they're new to the nebula. Francesca Stein of the Stein family. Also, oh, and you hear two other voices, uh, two other names uh, announced. Mary Stein and Shelley Stein are her parents from the sounds of it. Um, I don't know anything about them. If you would like me to do a little reconnaissance, especially if it means not bugging Evangeline. I do think she is quite sick of me knocking on her virtual door. New, someone new. They could bring tales of the natural world far beyond what we have here. Um, I'll just I'll just hang back from Evangeline and uh, let me know what, what you find out. As you hear this, uh, there is a loud crash from near the centre of the room as the sound of a table falling over echoes around the giant dome as various whispers of consternation. And you see stood in the midst of a slowly parting crowd, covered in red stains and surrounded by smashed bottles everywhere, is Lord Edgar Emmett Kite, the brother of your one true love, Evangeline. Lawrence, what does Edgar look like? He's, he's like, Lawrence feels himself insufficiently manly. And some of this comparison may be drawn to Lord Edgar Emmett Kite, who despite being of somewhat inferior status, I should mention that Lawrence is a Viscount, um, is nonetheless in many ways representative of what Lawrence, and perhaps what Lawrence's family wishes he was, a strong chin and a golden hair and uh, well-built and uh, 
bold in, in business as in, in his personal life. So as he stands up, his impeccable golden locks just flying backwards like a L'Oreal commercial. He just stands around and, sorry, sorry, I only... And meant to spill one. <laughs> uh, Lawrence! Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And he just straight over to you and grabs you in this massive, fairly hard bear hug. And uh, how are you? You're all right. Oh, Edgar, it, it is uh, good to see someone of interest here. Uh, your sister has already arrived then, I presume. Uh, she has. And uh, if you don't mind my saying, old chap, strike to steer clear. I think she can only handle so much saccharin in one evening. Shall, I shall be subtle in my approach, Edgar. Do not fear. I think I, I, I think I know what I'm doing. Lawrence, I've read your poetry. I'm one of the few who does, and I will always give you very honest feedback, but subtle is not one of your strengths, I have to say. Really, Lawrence, I don't know why you insist on pursuing my sister, a woman who has demonstrated a complete lack of affection for you when you have a perfectly lovely intended, a woman who has demonstrated a complete lack of affection for you. Where? Is she here? Oh gosh, I must uh, be seen to be saying hello and things. It's, well, it's... I, I don't think she's appeared just yet. You might permit yourself a little glass of... Here we go. Uh, we have uh, some Jupiter wine over here. And he just grabs two passing glasses and passes one to you. <laughs> so, uh, have you seen much of your delightful bride-to-be? Well, no. Not if I can help it. It's only at events like these that there is uh, uh, no other choice, really. Uh, some of my... Uh... Mother doesn't... Uh, if she asks, yes, yes, plenty. I don't think she'll right. ask you. She's not terribly fond of you for some reason. Well, few are, few are, but I live with it nonetheless. Look, listen, I I really wish I... I wish I could help you out, really, I do. But my sister wants nothing to do with you, and though you would be a thoroughly charming brother-in-law, I am sure I cannot force her heart. Ed Ed and Ed you... You, you, you mentioned perhaps uh, a croquet match on your estate, uh, my, my coming to visit at times when she might be there. Look, rather than pining, you should simply do as I do. Where you can, make love. And where you cannot, simply borrow it. And he winks at a passing slug who just gives a back at him and he turns back to you. Edgar, I know the truth of love in my heart, I feel, I feel what it is to know true love, and I fear it is not as you describe. Lovely. Uh, well, dear chap, and he puts his arm around you and starts to walk with you. I had actually hoped to ask you for a favour, if I may. And in return, yes, I may be able to invite you round to a croquet match, as yes. you say. Yes, except, well, exactly, yeah. Well, I had actually hoped for an introduction to your friend, Lady Celine Marshall. What? Would you want to meet Lady No, 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 I mean... no, 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 no. Marriage is mostly sacrosanct. No, no, I was, I have a proposition for her. Uh, she is one of my closest friends. I, I, I should uh, consider myself remiss if I did not um, vet this proposition before... Before putting it to her. 
Understandable, of course. Uh, well, I, I have a business venture opening up, and I know, I know what you're going to say, but it's, uh, this one I feel is, uh, with her involvement, I believe, maybe something. I'm thinking of starting up a new racing track, and with your friend, a breeder and purveyor of creatures and champions, I'd hoped she might be interested in uh, perhaps investing in such a venture. All sounds very... Uh... Very uh, sensible and business-minded of you. I should be glad to make the introduction, Edgar. Wonderful. Well, let us go. And with that, almost without you being able to control him, you are pushed through the crowd. And watching this commotion from one of the rotating balconies above, as your friend Lawrence and the incorrigible Lord Edgar make their way through the throng of guests, Liv, would you like to introduce us? To Lady Celine. I would love to. Um, Lady Celine uh, is decked out in a resplendent uh, dress. Uh, it is it's gorgeous. It um, has so many kind of like bits of unique flair that you're pretty sure she must have had a hand in making it um, herself. Um, she has brown skin, long curly hair that she has tied up in a kind of updo, uh, but with like ringlets uh, falling down around her face, framing it. Um, and she has deep brown eyes. And um, you can see that in this kind of environment, she's absolutely like working the room. Like, you know, she's chatting to people. She's having seeming like a great time. But if you look slightly longer, uh, than normal into those deep brown eyes, you see a tinge of sadness there that never quite goes away. That's her. <laughs> and stood next to Celine, wine glass in hand, as you both say goodbye to a rather large and very furry looking couple with large horns and almost looking like they're going to burst out of their beautiful tailcoats heading in the other direction. Your husband, Montgomery Marshall, stands next to you and what does your husband look like my husband is a very well dressed man he is um he's almost kind of matching uh the color of my dress it's like a light blue and he's wearing a kind of like uh light blue coat and and suit and and i kind of insisted that we must match in order to you know make sure that, that we uh appear as perfect as possible um but uh he has a uh, slick hair that doesn't look like gelled back or anything but it, it, it's just like uh perfectly quaffed back and it's like a, a light brown kind of tawny hair uh he's he's a very he's quite a good looking man uh, as well he's got um uh nicely he's nicely groomed and he's got a, a winning smile um but uh but yeah he's he's just she looks up at him and and she's just once again, you can see that that there's something not quite there. <laughs> As he bids goodbye to the couple in front of you, he turns towards the announcer down at the bottom, and you see he is looking at an individual moving through the crowd with tall black hair and a single white streak through their hair. And as he leans on the railing on the balcony, he turns to you and says... I didn't know you had any cousins. <clears throat> Nor did I, dear. Uh, and yet, here we are. <laughs> um, mm. she, uh, it looks quite interesting, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, are you all right? You, 
you, you seem awfully... You seem as though you don't want to be here. Um... Don't be silly. I, I mean, I've been chatting with everyone, uh, making sure that I, um, I, I'm performing as I, as I should. I'm not performing, of course, you know, but, 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 but making the rounds. Um, and, and, and of course, I've been maybe a little bit nervous because I've been gearing up to meet um, this cousin of mine and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's, it's, it's big. It's big, dear. <laughs> well, I'll leave you to it. In that case, I don't want to uh, get in your way. Uh, besides, I should go and thank Lady Catheros for such a delightful party and perhaps broach the subject of a joint venture between our respective houses. Uh, the rosings that she grows here, I think, would make a lovely partnership with our own, potentially. Mm. Well, good luck, darling. <laughs> she will tentatively give him, like, a quick kiss on the cheek. <laughs> He goes to kiss your cheek and just misses as you push away and he just steps back and yes, well um, <clears throat> enjoy the uh, party. I will uh, see you upon leaving, I hope. Yes, quite. Yes, no, we'll, we will we'll catch up. Oh, mm. oh and uh, I spy Lawrence down there. He's around. Lady Cressida cannot be far behind. It's been a lifetime since I've seen the two of you together. Perhaps you should seek her out. Might be nice. Darling Cressida, yes, of course, I would love, I would love for us to, to catch up. It's been ever so long, and I would love that. I would love it. To, oh, what a peach. <laughs> well, I'll see you soon, love. And with that, he places his crystal on a nearby and passing platter and heads off into the crowd, leaving you alone on the edge of this large rotating balcony that seems to move further and further up into the dome as the purple orb around your wrist starts to glow and emma appears above your wrist lady celine i have a letter coming through from eleanor i presume you would like to take it <laughs> I, uh, yeah uh, yes yes uh yes she kind of like just uh, looks around to make sure that there's nobody else approaching. She like just makes sure that um, Montgomery has really has, has really gone, and then she will she will look at the message. Yes, please, that would be great. Emma just gives a small, wry, knowing smile, and her image disappears as the image of another appears above your wrist. Would you like to describe what Eleanor looks like for us? Sure. Eleanor, um, Eleanor, <laughs> she has quite a almost handsome, it's kind of, she's kind of got like an androgynous, um, kind of look to her. Um, but she has like flowing blonde hair, like, like, um, normally a lot of people would wear it up and, you know, make it look, um, kind of uh to, to kind of blend into the background a little bit but she lets her hair flow and it looks particularly wonderful when she is um riding any kind of animal that uh, that uh, she's been training um and she has bright blue eyes that kind of twinkle just a little bit uh, i mean not that not that selena's noticed that 
or anything, but um, uh, and she is usually um, wearing kind of uh, riding gear more often than not, but it's it's only been uh, a select few times that um, Selene has not seen her in in that riding gear, so she always kind of just associates it with, with her. And you see that it is this gear that she wears as looking at you through this holographic projection she sees your face and immediately bursts into a smile lady celine hello um, and as she steps out of frame you see two rosings horse-like creatures made of interlocking petals and manes of thorns and you see one adult one baby and the latter of which is covered in morning dew and as you see this you just hear her excitable voice it only happened 20 minutes ago and they've been so calm and i i, I know i know i know i'm probably interrupting but i just no 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 not, not at all no never you're never interrupting well i thought maybe you'd want to name her I would love to. Um, um, anything? Anything you like. Hmm. I feel like this might. This is this is big. May I have some time to think? Oh no, of course you can. I just I was excited to share the news. And um, anyway, I'll I'll leave you to your party. But it's you're you're busy. Of course, you're you're busy with the newborn <sighs> rosing. So yes. Um. Um, but we're all looking forward to having you back at the estate. I'm looking forward to be back. Okay. Uh, well, so long, Lady Celine. Um. See, see you soon. And with one last smile, the image flickers out, leaving Emma stood there. And she yeah. sort of looks at you and... You know I monitor not just everyone's social comings and goings, but also their bodily functions as well, including no heartbeats. No one. I don't know what you know. That's uh, why would you do that? That seems like an invasion of privacy. <laughs> All I'm saying is I can feel your pulse. <laughs> uh, well, a normal pulse, I presume, one that is uh, fit. And, and healthy for a woman my age. A little secret. And with that, she flickers out as over the din, the loud hailer calls out once more. The Honourable Viscount Puck Altair, his son, Lord Mab Altair, and his niece, Lady Cressida Altair. And upon this, a murmur goes up throughout the crowd and there is a brief almost imperceptible moment of silence as everyone turns around to look at the new arrival sam would you like to introduce us to cressida her uncle and her cousin sure thing um she as they enter this room, she's setting down a glass that she had just finished of probably something that was just right outside the door that somebody had on a platter. And then she picks up another one 
just as they're announced, and you see her just starting to drink, and there's a horn outside of my window. <laughs> the trumpets are sounding. They're very excited that Cressida is here. <laughs> okay, I think they're done. <laughs> yeah, the, the trumpets. But she's standing about five foot seven. She has stick long white hair that falls over pale, almost alabaster, shimmering iridescence of pinks and purples along flecks of golds that shift to hues of blues and green as different lighting hits the skin of her lean but curvy body. Her facial features look quite alien. Um, they're like large, milky, pale blue bejewel, or eyes that bejewel her face above a dusting of freckles that resemble sparkling dust from space before those dissipate, before you see natural pink lips below them. Corners always seeming to be in an upturn, even if only just slight. She is currently just wearing her hair half up and half down, revealing slightly pointed ears that stick out only just from beneath these little tendrils. Dressing her hair with various accessories, you'll sometimes catch her with fauna or ribbon or anything she finds for the outfit of that day. But currently, Cressida can be seen wearing lacy long sleeve blouse that is rested underneath a bright pink long flowy gown with a matching bright pink bow in her hair. And the two individuals beside you, your uncle, Puck, and your cousin, Mab, what do they look like? They actually look quite similar. Um, so her cousin, he wears proper Regency garb that is popular amongst the wealthier male presenting residents atop his own pale, almost alabaster skin that has this iridescence but it's darker and the shifting goes from like golden browns to deeper blues similar to his father actually and eyes that match his cousins um so like the large milky pale blue and also has long stick straight white hair but his is pulled back in like a low bun sitting upon the nape of his neck it's almost uncanny knowing that they're not siblings and that that is not her father and he is dressed quite similarly to his son but just looks a bit older. And as the three of you survey the room, and Lawrence, the name Cressida cuts through you like a knife. But Francesca, the Altair family name is one that you have been primed to recognize. And you turn and see these three individuals stood slightly elevated above everyone else, yet to descend the steps down into the crowd. But Cressida, as you stand there, your uncle turns to you. Well, I shall leave the two of you to mingle. Where are you off to? I'm off to make my rounds about the room. But first, the Stein family should be here tonight at my invitation, and for the duration of our visit, they shall be staying at one of our estates. Now, the reason they are here is because they wish their daughter, Francesca, to be placed within the upper echelons of the Regency. Now, both of you understand the inner workings of society more than most. You shall aid her in this and act as her patron. Oh, great. I love having a party friend. It's going to be excellent. I'll do my best. Try not to make a scene. We don't want a repeat of last time. Don't and with it. that, I have to try. Just... He glides away from you, leaving you and your cousin stood there. 
as Mab just sort of turns to you, waiting for your next move. Are you going to flirt with her too? Actually, I was going to leave it in your hands. I trust you will Don't make worry, her an attractive... Probably She'd probably like me better anyway. They always do. Right, cousin? You know, your nuptial hour draws on a pace. How are you feeling? Will you miss it? No. Not if you're going to try to rub things in my face. I never then want to miss it. Said you could try to keep up once in a while. You're falling behind the older you get. Well, it's harder to keep up when one imbibes quite as much drink as you do. Tell me, does the excessive drinking and dancing plug the hole that two absent parents leave behind? It's not my fault you don't know how to have fun, cousin. You can't get under my skin, especially as she's looking around and smiling, like, for face. Get under my skin in public. People are watching. Good luck with that. Let the game begin. And with that, he, he steps away into the crowd, leaving you to survey your playground. And she throws back this, it's definitely more like a champagne, and that burn just bubbles down her throat. She, more aggressively, but still politely, sets down on a passing tray, this glass, and you said I'm close to Francesca? You are, yes. Beautiful. She would just kind of like straighten up, put her posture back where it should be after talking to her cousin, and just like dust off her gown and approach and, ah, oh, welcome. You're, you're new here, aren't you? Oh, it's nice uh, to meet you. Hello. Uh, please, yes, it's lovely to meet you. Do you like to drink? Uh, um, I've been trying this uh, champa champagne and... Um, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, somebody after my own heart. I love that. It's very fizzy. I can show you so many. It tingles. Is it meant to? What? It, the bubbles, <laughs> they hurt my nose. Oh, well, that just means you're not accustomed to it yet. Don't oh. worry, we'll get you there. Okay, okay. I, I am Lady Francesca Stein. You are an Altair? Yes, I am the the better Altair. Don't worry about the other two. They're not as important, nor as fun. Oh, I... Uh, fun. <laughs> fun. Yes, we will have fun at the party. <laughs> Lots of fun. You should come with me. And she reaches down to grab your wrist, just kind of lightly pull you along. Okay. To potentially just introduce you or like wave at people as they pass by you're you're like a trophy to her right now she will way. wave at everyone like a, that you like wave at yeah 100% how do you wave she like aggressively <laughs> waving <laughs> I am going to use this I'm going to use this opportunity to because fair viewers in addition to our cast having resolve tokens as Fate Weaver, so do I. And I am going to play one of my resolve tokens now. As you make your way through the crowd, Lawrence, you <laughs> appear out of nowhere and collide into both Cressida 
and Francesca. And there is another shattering of glass as a nearby waiter just drops his uh, um, his tray on the floor and you just hear a muffled from this sort of strange sort of robotic creature that nevertheless seems to have large mandibles sort of looking almost like a moustache just goes oh for god's sake and then just starts cleaning up after you all Sorry. as the three of you are stood I, I, Francesca will get on our hands and knees and start trying to help clean no, stop. What are, what are you doing? I, I do that. Help. She's leaning down and grabbing, like, your shoulders oh, to help, like, okay. lift you up. I, no, that's not your uh, job. But, uh, gosh, Cressida, I should have known. And then he just sort of... You bumped into me. Glances at, um... Glances carelessly towards uh, Francesco, and then just sort of double takes. <laughs> Hello. Ah. Pleasure to make this your acquaintance. Lady Francesca. Ah. Lady Francesca, I am uh, Viscount Lawrence March. It is a pleasure. Hold Lovely up. to make your acquaintance. Uh, she will sort of put her hand on top of it and then sort of stop, think for a second and go, Yes, uh, here. I'll, I'll kiss it. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <clears throat> she, she then wipes it quite quickly. This is the highlight interaction of my day so far. <laughs> again. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Christa, how are we having? Sorry. Just what I was going to say, Lady Stein, you took the words right out of my mouth. Isn't it lovely uh, weather they've put on for us, uh, Cressida? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And she's turning around trying to find another tray of just some drinks. <laughs> There's and one passing. She, she grabs like three um, and hands them to each of you. Shall we, cheers, make a toast to... Um, not stepping on glass. Ah. Not yes, stepping on glass. Mm. Cheers. Cheers to Cheers. that. Lady Francesca. She drinks hers way too quickly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Francesca uh, will copy Lawrence Cressida. Like, a <laughs> like mid, uh, mi okay, Lawrence, mid eye roll at Cressida. Um, <laughs> watches like Francesca and then also joins in looking at it very swiftly. Ah. <sighs> Perfectly refreshing. Keep going, drink, 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 and she's gonna lift the bottom of Francesca's drink specifically. Can I? Can think. I take Francesca's drink out of both Francesca and Cressida's hand? Um, say, I I'm sure uh, the lady is aware at which pace she desires to imbibe. Yeah, of course. And I hand it back to. Her. Oh, I Francesca. do not know how quickly to drink. It's it's like potion. Or, I can. It definitely uh, is like a potion. I can send you into another space entirely. Hmm. We've gone uh, on perhaps I can... uh, Lady Francesca, let me uh, introduce you to some of the finer vintages on offer. Um, Cressida. I'm... Sorry, Francesca, give me a second. And sure, she turns have... and like grabs Lawrence. I'm trying to like. Him away. Yeah, I'm trying to like block Cressida out of this whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, bah. yeah. She doesn't allow that. She blocks Francesca out of this. And what is um? What's your height? Um, not like not particularly height. Not like would man. would Cressida be taller than him? Probably. Yeah. Go with yeah. Sure. Do I have a short king as my intended? One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Very well off. Yes. As this. Batting is going on down below. Celine, what are your movements through the party? <clears throat> well, actually, 
And I was going to suggest that um, as um, Cressida and Lawrence turn away to chat amongst themselves, I might turn around and be like, Oh, Francesca? Right? Hello? Yes? Um, it, it's Celine. Um, Celine. Lady uh, Marshall. Mark? Yes, yes. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Wonderful to meet you. Lovely um, to meet you. And you. Um, so, we're cousins, I, I suppose. Third cousins, four times removed. Yes, that's that's it, apparently. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, how, how are you doing? Are you enjoying... Uh, the ball? And... I am learning about drinks. Um, I don't like mm -hmm. the bubbles. Oh, the bubbles can be hard to manage initially, but um, I mean, she'll look around and keep her voice low. I don't really like, I don't really like the, the champagne. I don't like, I prefer something a bit, I don't know, hard, harder. It's either, I either like harder. something a bit harder or something like a rock fruitier together, you know? Like a rock? Did you say like a rock? Yes, harder like a rock. Mm. Can no, you drink um, rocks here? Uh, you can drink things on the rocks. That's something. Oh. It's what people uh, when you have ice and something. I like rocks. It has to be said at this point in the distance, rather confusingly to you, Francesca, and rather muddying the metaphor. You do actually see two rock elementals just chugging pebbles. Oh, yes. Okay, mm. I understand. You learned it. I look back like, oh, well, uh, how about um, we in introduce you to a few people? How, how, I, how would you like I am that? meant to be uh, with Lady Cressida. Uh, Lady and I just meant I uh, Viscount Lawrence March. And as you turn, you just see them bickering like <laughs> down at the, like in a whisper level, but you can tell they're <laughs> frantic. And she's like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you trying to take for me? I was supposed to be the one to get there. But you I think I can like, probably leave. Two strong emotions go across her face, just like loathing and warmth at the same time, just intermingling, just like, I can't handle this right now. Um, okay. Yes, sure. Shall we take a turn around? And... Uh, yes, she'll do a turn on the spot. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Celine also turns just to make her comfortable. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like comedically, as y'all disappear, <laughs> Cressida would like turn around and be like, see, she's right here. <laughs> I lost her already. Scared her off. Surprised. So, and they split. <laughs> for expediency's sake, as Cressida and Lawrence part ways, and Francesca, you and Celine take lovely turn around this very, very teeming, beautiful, and overwhelming space is there anything that anyone is wanting to do throughout the party before it comes to its natural conclusion D during the course of the party um lawrence is going to be constantly well there's a lot of maneuvering he is going to make sure to spend at least some time in the eye line of lady evangeline emmett kite he's not near her and he's not bothering her but he is just, just there, just in the direction that she happens to be looking in. What does the moment. object of your desires look like, Lawrence? Oh. Don't say the most beautiful oh. <laughs> scene. It's Evangeline, beyond words, a finer form like her brother, finer of form. She does, she doesn't look like her brother. She's got, 
That went, that came out wrong. That's not the poem. I have a sonnet about it. Lady Celine was listening to it the other day. It was quite long, but um, Lady Celine always very much enjoys listening to my very long sonnets about her, her golden hair and curls and fine dress and and the the warmth and uh, just beauty radiates from her. I'm sure you. I'm sure that gives you a good visual picture. You turn. You turn, and you steal a glance every so often as resplendent golden hair shimmers down around her form, almost to her waist, and impossibly curved and wavy, and her features beautifully framed. And she turns to you, almost as though in slow motion, iridescent light sparkling around her. Oh, for God's sake. And she walks over to you and... Lawrence, am I going to have to put out a restraining order on you? Lady Emmett Kite, I, I didn't uh, see you there. How lovely to bump into you by chance. I will do it multiple light years if needed. I I, I, I was just um, helping. I've been helping your brother with a new business venture. Um, we work. Oh, for God's very... sake, Edgar. And you see Edgar just like shrug in the distance. And just I, I'm busy. I'm busy and just disappear. And she turns around to you. So, what are you helping facilitate this time? Oh, a fine um, project involving rosings, possibly? Um, racing them? I think they race them? I don't know. Um, Celine talks about it sometimes. I don't uh, necessarily recall uh, all of what she says. Um, yes, racing of, of rosings. I <laughs> Reading them. I, I, yes, it's a business venture. I'm I'm very involved at the top levels. I don't care about your friendship with my brother. It's good that he has friends. But I am going to have to ask you to stop sending letters via Emma to me, please. Please. Letters. No letters, I see. Please, yes, I... Don't make a loophole out of it, Lawrence. I swear to God. Lady Evangeline, I, I fear I have caught you at a troubled time. Um, I, 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 I shall, I shall hope to continue this conversation when you are uh, more at peace. Um, I, I hope whatever ails you, uh, uh, is is, go is gone quickly. Um, I'm going to try and escape this conversation before she says I can't see her anymore. You do so very swiftly, and as for the rest of you. Celine and Francesca and Cressida, is there anything that you are doing before the party comes to its close? Um, I feel like for the sake of uh, appearances, um, Celine and, and Cressida should probably interact at some point in the evening. <laughs> so uh, I suppose... Do I find um, you with Francesca? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, just... Uh, yeah, you're probably like seeking out Francesca, I guess, and then and then you see that we're together. Probably runs over spotting specifically Francesca since that was her quarry, and as she approaches, she sees you and she's like, oh, "You found her. Nice to see you, Celine." Oh, Always. you are Francesca. Yes, oh, the best you, of friends. You know each other. We how we are, this is my cousin. So yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm Francesca's cousin. Yes, I am. Yes, and so we have ties, um, blood ties. Uh, you know, some might say that that's quite strong. Um, and uh, uh, mm. but it's one. It's so nice to see you, Cresta. It's wonderful. Uh, she leans over and just goes, "Mwah, mwah." Does the whole 
Yeah. Oh, you missed each other. You formal. didn't touch. <laughs> I wouldn't touch her. No, um. You forgot oh. where you're from, Francesca. You the, the kisses on the cheek. Kisses. Yeah, I guess for for proper touching. I have mm. never really done it. Oh, you, should, you just kind of. Oh, you would kind you of... like to? I. Oh, oh, uh, yes. She's Who definitely would? saying that very flirty. Oh, <laughs> Francesca does not read it properly. Oh boy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I can show right. you later. Don't worry about it right now. I mean, I, and then yep. you'll be great at the next party. Right. Okay. Wonderful. I'd like Thank to step you. between them slightly, just like, all right, well, maybe we should just uh, <clears throat> tone everything down a little bit. And, uh, you know, um, I feel like it's very toned down right now. It could be very um, yeah, toned down. Of course, you would feel it's very toned down because we know this, this, your vibe is. You need to lighten yep. up a little bit, Celine. <laughs> you know, you've got a lot going on in your life. Mm. I think at this point, you Francesca do. just grabs a drink and just starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,. Well, as you're both here, I wondered uh, if you could actually help me out. Um, we have had a, a new arrival uh, at the stables uh, back on the estate, and I'm trying to come up with a name. I wondered if either of you had any ideas. <laughs> I mean, I think Cressida is a good name. Of course you do. Yes, right. I should have. I should have guessed that. Uh, um, Cressida probably won't be on my top five uh, lists of the of names that I'll probably. Submit. Tango. Uh, what was that? Ang Tango. Ang Ango. Tango. Ango. Ta tang Ango. Tango. Tango. Oh, like the dance? Yes, I learned it. You? Oh, oh you? you oh. Yes, I did it on my own. Mm. Oh, I mean, uh, I thought I, it was a nice word. Could yes. be good name. Oh, it's, it's, Yes, it's it's very good. It's very good. I, I wasn't expecting horses? it. Do you have horses? yes, they're rosings, so the kind of big, kind of plant, cat-like creature. They're, they're very interesting creatures. Um, Aren't but you they're really pretty. Yes, it, it, they're they are lovely. Um, and they are they make for champion uh, race racers, and and they're, they're beautiful to just look at. And and you see, I, I've been learning to ride uh, recently, actually. Um, my instructor's been uh, been very very good, and um, I, I'm oh, doing. Oh, instructor's really good indeed. That's true. Oh, you I would like to meet time. the instructor. I would like mm, to learn yes. to ride. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, of course. No, that's absolutely fine. We should all, we should all, we should all meet the Rosings. We could all we go riding can... together. Sure. That sounds. That Let's sounds. Let's go dope. riding together. I would love to. And she looks at Celine. <laughs> Just yes, let's all go riding together. Let's do that. <laughs> and then she'll link arms with Cressida like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> As the string quartet in the centre begins to wind down for the evening, and the guests begin to funnel their way out towards the cornucopia of ships that sit behind the barrier of the bubble, Lawrence, I am going to play another resolve token, but not one of mine. I am going to play one of Lord Mab Altair's resolve tokens. For each of you have two NPCs that you have given me who can also affect the narrative. I forgot about that. 
Lawrence, as you are stepping away, you feel a firm hand around your arm, and you are pulled into a nearby corner, shadowed underneath one of the rotating circular balconies above you, as Lord Mab stands in front of you. Lawrence, delightful to see you again. Oh, um, uh, Lord Altair, <laughs> pleasure. I don't believe we've had an opportunity to really talk about it, but I am absolutely delighted that you will be joining the family. Hmm. Uh, yes. Well, uh, your cousin and I are two people, and I think it is important to appreciate that in this universe there are people sentient creatures and 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 what is at the core of it all uh, lord altair the very heart is it not truth and beauty and and perhaps the the, the truest of all love and that is what we should all remember i oh, just realized i have to be off um, I shall, I shall hope to see you at the, uh, at the next event. <laughs> As you step away, the grip that you realise has not left your upper arm just yep. hardens a little. Mm. As he leans ah. in, Lawrence, mm. you've always had such a way with words. I hope you understand just how important this marriage is for both of our families. And I will confess... It will be a great relief to see Cressida uh, tempered by marriage. But I shall be frank with you. Since her parents' inheritance was passed on to my own father, my dear cousin has been somewhat hard at work attempting to discredit me. Undeservedly so, I'm sure you will agree. It is no secret that you, Lawrence, have a wandering eye. Now, Lord Edgar is a great many things, and a blabbermouth is one of them. And I need your assurance that your vision will stay away from Lady Evangeline and firmly on the matter at hand. I think there's a moment where um, Lawrence's, uh, Lawrence's gaze sort of drifts across the grand ballroom to the distant speck that he knows at any time he knows exactly where Lady Evangeline is in a room of any size. Um, he can't even see her, but his eyes his eyes go that way. And as they're sort of as they're sort of coming back, I think he sees uh, Lady Francesca just in the, sort of in the in the space between them, and they just sort of. Uh, catches for a moment on her. Weird looking. He wouldn't put it like that, but she's, she's kind of weird pretty, looking. Pretty weird looking, um, yeah. Start slightly. Um, uh, I, I shall look back to um, <clears throat> Lord Voltaire uh, and say, uh, Lady Evangeline is um, going through a particularly trying time and I believe has uh, plenty of friends around to support her. I, I don't believe she's currently in in 
in need of uh, my services, so perhaps you have nothing to worry about there. Excellent. Well, in that case, and he lets go and just taps your chest, I shall leave you to your um, poetry. And he just walks off, leaving you alone. Kind of love map. <laughs> In a bad way. <laughs> Literally, I'm like it was... with my cousin. Like it wasn't a good word, and I'm so Emily. confused. It doesn't make sense. Oh, gosh. And as you were left, eventually heading towards your own ship, and you see, heading off on the neon gen Genesis Evangeline, headed off with her brother, as they drift off into outer space. And, Celine, you see your husband, Montgomery, waiting outside your own ship, and seeing you approach, did you have a good time? Yes, um, it was quite wonderful. Uh, I got to catch up with Francesca. Um, uh, she's, she's quite something, um, but in a, in a good way, of course. <laughs> Um, I, I don't think I've met many people like her, so um, I look forward to get to know her. Uh, mm. Have you? Good. How, 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 how have you been? Uh, fine. Yes. No. It was a very lovely chat with um, Lady um, Catharos. Um, well, mm. we can we can talk about it um, on the way back. But um, good. All. All good very good very good mm -hmm. I, uh, um, I i take his hand just almost like forgetting that i almost forgot to do it and then i was like okay and then i took his hand and then walked off with him you head up into your ship as francesca you are met with your own parents who you see are deep in discussion with Cressida's uncle. And as you begin to approach the three part, Uncle Puck headed towards his own ship and your parents turned towards you. And how did you enjoy your first party, darling? Yes, good, I think. Uh, I learned to drink and I made, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to call them friends, but I met Lady Cressida Altair. I met Cousin Celine, and I met Viscount Lawrence March. Good. You'll foster these relationships in society. It is who you know. And you see your mother, Mary, just glance in the direction of the slowly disappearing Altair family as they disappear into their ship and turn back to you. Shall we go? I wondered if we could just go see the gardens quickly. Perhaps another time, darling. Yes, And she dear. just strokes your fake and pushes you into the ship. As Cressida, you, your uncle, and your cousin step inside your own ship. So, <clears throat> how was it? Good as ever. What do you expect? Well, there was no broken crockery this time. 
I suppose I'm happy. I was doing Lawrence actually bumped into somebody else. That was funny, actually. I don't know if you saw that you don't matter that stuff. <clears throat> no, I don't. But in that, I suppose you are well suited for one another. Let us go. Yep, we sure are perfectly suited for one another. And she just walks past him and takes a seat. You see your cousin just smile to himself as the ship flies off into the distance. And we close our first chapter as we move on to the Reputation chapter. So, in this, we are going to go around the table and we are going to assess your character since the last Reputation phase, which hasn't happened yet. This is the first one. And you are going to create a reputation, either positive or negative for yourself. This is a simple adjective that you ascribe to your actions in the chapter. So, let us start with Francesca. Emily, oh, is no. there a positive or a negative reputation that you would ascribe to Francesca in this chapter? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to give her uh, I think I'm going to give her a negative one. I think I'll give her naive because okay. I think that very much came out and I don't think that's going to help her. So does that work? Can I go naive on negative? Yeah. Absolutely. Naive works perfectly. And uh, next up, Celine, Liv, do you mm -hmm. have a... Uh, yes, I am also going to go with negative uh, and I'm going to go with Excellent. contrived. Um, nothing, even though she tries to be natural, nothing about her felt natural that night. So, yeah. Okay. Cressida, Sam. Are these from our backgrounds, by the way? You can choose whatever you would like. Would you, this yeah, is entirely oh, in yeah, your sorry, hands. Oh, yeah, I wasn't looking at the background. Yeah. Yes, no, 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 that's okay. So no, no, in this phase, from this point onwards, you can choose whatever you would like. Uh, and I will describe what that does after we have ascribed them. God. Fight. Hmm. This, I don't know, would y'all consider this negative or positive? I want to say she's flirty. Positive. <laughs> I mean, if you would like, because we only have two sessions of this, I am happy for you to create a positive and a negative tag, both of which are flirty, if you would like. Yes! Yeah! Okay. Depends on the receiver, it's up to you. That's so good. And Lawrence Sharmini. Oh, How about man. Lawrence? Dear, lovely Lawrence. Well, ah... Uh... So Evangeline very much rejected him, but people didn't see that. Like, I don't think that would super affect his wider reputation. But I think the crunch time has come whereby I don't think he and Cressida were being subtle enough about their about their bickering. Okay. I, th I think they were probably seen to be being bickering and like they've been putting off this whole like supposed to be getting married thing for a while. And maybe that's not looking good. I don't have a word for that, though. Like non-committal um... or something like that. Or yeah. that something along those yeah. lines? I don't know. Yeah. In, like inconstant or something. Mm. Oh, and that's more poetic, okay. Mm. Inconstant, but meaning. <laughs> You're to say incompetent. <laughs> <Ouch. laughs> incompetent. <laughs> Lovely. So, uh, essentially, 
these reputation tags. So once you have achieved three of either positive or negative, which, Sam, this puts you in a particularly precarious position. I love it. Uh, because you, uh, you have all... Uh, when we started this game, you had each ascribed yourself one negative and one positive trait. Um, once you have reached three in either negative or positive, you will trigger a reputation condition. And this will essentially be something that changes the course of your life forever. Now, this could be anything. This could be the introduction of a new family member, for example. This could be uh, the... Uh, a character moving away. This could be you losing the trust of someone. This could be anything. But we will get to that once you have achieved three of those reputation tags. Um, so exciting. And now we move on to my favorite phase of the game. We will move on to the rumors and scandal yeah. phase. So... Again, we are going to go around the table, and we go around the table twice, and I am included. So, uh, the way this works is that you will introduce a rumour into the world. Essentially, this is just hearsay around society, but if one of you chooses, you may choose to sustain a rumour. Once this is done, is it, it is an assumed truth in society, and it also comes with its own resolve token. And anyone can play that resolve token at any time through the game using that assumed truth. So let's say, for example, I don't want to put any ideas in anyone's mind, but let's say, for example, that someone was accusing... Uh, so one of you might say... I want to spread the rumour that Lawrence is having an affair, outside of his intended. Someone else might go, that is juicy, I'm going to double down on that and sustain that rumour. That is now an assumed truth throughout society and it comes with a resolve token. And if there is a scenario in the future where that rumour might be used to your advantage, you can play that resolve token and basically use that rumour in order to affect the narrative. Let's say you're trying to win an argument with an NPC, and you can play that resolve token to go, well, you know how Lawrence is having an affair, and they will go, oh yeah, that's right, I believe you in whatever you're doing. It's very nebulous, and I hope that makes sense, but essentially the point is to sow as much chaos as possible. So, we're going to go in reverse order. Uh, Sharmony, is there a rumour you would like to introduce to the Society of the Austin Nebula. Oh. Dang, I don't have enough information to do what I want to do. Um, so I might it's make okay. something up. And... It doesn't have to come from your character. It can just be oh, yes. whispers oh, throughout I forgot, society. I forgot. Okay, sorry, I forgot. I was like, because there's like something Lawrence wants to do, but that's not what this is. This is just rumours. Okay. Um, do they have to be bad rumours? They can be they can be positive. They can be. Uh, it's more exciting if they're bad, isn't it? <laughs> it is I'm exciting. Like, Chaos. My character's but, uh, best friend, Celine, is the best, and she's the nicest, and everyone thinks she's great. And I'm like, not, not so much with the stirring drama. Um, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No one's sustaining that. Why not? Uh, um. Okay. I. Oh gosh. 
I oh no, I don't know. <laughs> one I can jump in because I have an idea. Yes, please go do. for it. I yes, on this one is wild, but like you said, I just wanted to sow some chaos. I would like to spread the rumor that Cressida killed her parents. Huh? <gasps> oh my god! Oh my! Vile, okay. I love it. And Lovely. Okay, so that is a rumor. So oh, we God. will move over oh. to. Uh, why isn't that? That's the level, is it? Okay. No, oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be. <laughs> Mine's not you can just ignore great. it. No, that's real great. I will add that to our sheet. Uh, and yeah, while like, I do how? so. I need to know this. That, I mean, that's up to the rumor mill. Yeah. Is it not? In which case, that seems fitting. Sam. Would you like to either sustain that rumor, uh, or would you like to create a brand new? Oh, one? <laughs> why not? I would be a murderer publicly. <laughs> um, no, but I would like to spread the rumor about my cousin um, dealing with incontinence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lord like Mab is. It's kind of disgusting. Oh, starting to smell in this room. Can you imagine the ladies that walk in there? Lovely, so that is another rumour. Um, Emily? Yeah, I think people at the party were probably talking about how the Stein family were kicked out of their home galaxy. Oh. Interesting. This is so much more low-key than mine. <laughs> I just want to get those seeds in there. We'll get into why maybe later. <laughs> uh, Charmin. Is that rumour true? <laughs> just to get out of the marriage. I would like to introduce a rumour that um so it's really hard not doing what my character wants so hard for me but i'm gonna be mean to my beloved best friend celine um yeah. and introduce a rumor that um the her rosings breeding uh is using like illegal elements of cloning mm. genetic modification introducing non sort of thoroughbred genes into things interesting okay. Okay. okay uh to their reading of rosings okay lovely um so our current rumors cressida killed her parents lord mab is incontinent the stein family were kicked out of their galaxy it would help if i could spell uh and celine is using illegal genetics in the breeding of their rosings it is now my turn i am not going to create a rumor i am going to for narrative i am going to spread that the stein family were kicked out of their galaxy that is now an assumed truth all of you and your characters are aware of this as is the rest of society we will now go back to the top live is there another rumor you would like to create or spread hmm Hmm. I want to double down on Mab being incontinent, please. <laughs> That's how I want that. We all want that. What Lovely. else is okay. there? Uh, Sam. Uh, I want to double down on Celine wrongfully breeding these or things. Okay. <laughs> this uh, is what I get for crossing. Emily. Oh no, I should come up with a new one, shouldn't I? And not double down on Cressida killing her parents. Um, no. No, no, I don't think I don't. No, I'm not going to double down it. I think. It's uh, a lot. I, I think I'll just I'll just spread the rumor that Cressida and Lawrence, they hate each other. 
Okay. Oh no, that's true. Don't start with that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you catch on? That wasn't so easily told, right? God damn it. And Charmony. Um. I will spread the rumor that uh, Francesca is a gold digger. Oh. Okay. That's worse than the, than the murder thing. I am going to get brutal. Let's go. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I am going to. I am going to spread the rumor uh, that Celine uh, has a a great affection for Eleanor. It's out there. It's out there, Celine. It's out there. No, it's not. Nobody's doubled down on it, and we can't until next time, probably. I think. (laughs) So, maybe we have a number of we have a number of rumors, but the ones which are assumed truth throughout the Regency are the following: Lord Mab is incontinent. The most (laughs) important of all three. The Stein family were kicked out of their galaxy. And Celine is using illegal genetics in their breeding of rosings. <laughs> so that is the end of the rumor and scandal chapter. And before we take our break, we have one final chapter, which is can the. I, can I add something? Sorry. Yes, of course. No. I think we should. I feel like I want to clarify that in this future, like, in this future somewhat imperfect world which as we have seen has a lot of the problems of the past like i think we're all assuming that like a rumor that someone is incontinent is inherently a bad thing and we're going to go along with that for the for the for the setting and the the finery of the posh folks and not necessarily yeah. supporting that yeah, i agree with Very that good point. this is just for my cousin <laughs> i just want someone to pick on him <laughs> so we move in that case into the epistolary phase. In this phase, you may write up to two letters or send two messages to either another player character, you may write in a diary, or you may write to an NPC. You are also able to use your monologue tokens, should you choose. You can use this at any time in the game, in the novel chapters or the epistolary, and that will give you insight into anyone else's inner monologue. So, I am going to... Us, it will give us insight, not the characters. It's like... Precisely, yes. Hear a monologue from who might have not already monologued. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I am going to start with... Celine, is there anything or anyone that you're writing to? Yes. Um, I would love to send a message to Eleanor. Um, do I just say it aloud or do I write it write it down and send it to you? What should I do? Uh, <laughs> if you could speak it aloud so we can hear what it is that you are writing. That makes so much sense, of course. Um, yes, I think she writes <clears throat> to... And then she thinks for a while, and then she's like, um, Eleanor, fighting back whatever else she was going to write. 
Um, I had such a wonderful time tonight. Uh, it is a shame that you weren't there to uh, enjoy it also. Um, I have been thinking about um, the name of the, the rosing that was just born. Um, and uh, I actually asked um, a new friend of mine, uh, Francesca. Um, she's my cousin four times removed, I think. Anyway, um, I thought she suggested tango, uh, like the dance. Uh, I, I misheard and I thought it was ango. It was a whole thing. Um, but then I, I thought Angus might be quite nice. Um, let me know what you think. Of course, I, you know, I, I appreciate your, your input on these things and m most things. Um, um, I hope to see you soon. Take care. The letter is sent. I will also say, you can use a resolve token to get someone else to write to you as well. So if you would like a letter from either an NPC or another player, you can also do that as well. Uh, I am going to throw the ball over to Francesca. Uh, yes, I would like to write a letter to Celine. Uh, Dear Celine, it was lovely to meet you the other day. Thank you so much for being so kind and teaching me about drinks on rocks. Uh, <laughs> I now understand they are not physical rocks. I would like to try some soon. I do hope this is not out of turn, but I was wondering if I might visit you and see the rosings. Uh, they sound lovely and I have never seen them before. Uh, if you were to write to my parents, perhaps they would let me go on my own. Uh, I apologize, sorry, if this was not okay to ask, but I thought I would try. Thank you so much. Good night, Francesca. I will die for her. <laughs> Lawrence. You can also write a poem if you would like. How many letters do I get? You get up to two. Up to two. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, I have two very important letters to send. Okay, first okay. first letter is very short and um, brief. Um, uh, dear Cressida, beloved, intended, blah 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 etc. I write that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, had... So, pleasant conversation with your cousin, Mab. Uh, I've been hearing some odd things about him recently. Um, I was just wondering. He seemed to think that you were planning in some way to discredit him. And I can't help but wonder if furthering that aim might somehow aid the situation we both find ourselves in. If there is anything I may do to assist my wonderful future wife, who for whom I would do all sorts of climb mountains, etc., etc., blah blah blah, uh, please let me know. Sincerely, 
Marks. Brackets. Beloved intended, etc. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so, I will throw things over to Cressida. Are there any letters, diary entries, or communication that you would like to make? I'll respond to that later. But okay. I would actually Leave like me to... Me on I sure did. I'm sorry. I have priorities. Um, <laughs> like writing a message to Celine. And it, it reads, My dearest Celine, after discovering that Francesca is your darling cousin, I thought it only very fitting that instead of me paying to be her patron, that in exchange of continuing to, by my silence, your little fling, you should pay me to pay her. Love, Cressida. <laughs> we will go back to the top of the letter round. Uh, as everyone gets at least one more, uh, I am going to... Let's go back to Lawrence. To try and keep this short, please assume that the actual letter is three to four times the length of that which I'm about to say. <laughs> Emma rolls her eyes in advance of this and just, like, holds the virtual quill and paper yes. and just... <clears throat> To uh, dear Lady Stein, uh, it was the utmost pleasure for me to make your wonderful acquaintance at the event in these preceding nights. Um, as is customary uh, around these parts, um, it would be rude of me not to invite you uh, for uh, uh, further socialising perhaps uh, a tour. It is also very customary for one to uh, inquire as to um, certain interests, backgrounds uh, of new friends that one wishes to make. And I would love to hear more about yourself. Such as, for example, what are your likes, dislikes, favourite colours, favourite hobbies, thoughts on flowers. There's like a long list of questions. Um... Uh, several of which are to do with the wonders of the natural world, her appreciation of beauty, truth, and love. Um, and then just like a little bit of fishing for about her family. <laughs> Whatever was going on there, because I've heard some things. <laughs> um, it goes on for a while, and then, you know, maybe a little bit about how great he is. <clears throat> um, I look forward to continuing this conversation at our upcoming meeting at your convenience. Yours sincerely, Viscount Lawrence March. Plain 20 questions. Jeez. <laughs> Celine. Um, I would like to preface this with a question. Mm -hmm. Ed, uh, so, if I were to not reply to Francesca right now, does that mean that we couldn't, I could not welcome her to my estate? Not at all. Not at all. So that Wonderful. that can be assumed um, uh, if there are more pressing concerns at the moment. Uh, and we will establish what is happening in our next novel chapter uh, in a moment. But yes, you may write anything that you would like. All right. I would like to write to my father. Um, my dearest father, 
I do hope you and the boys are doing well. Uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to remind you not to worry about me, as you often do. <laughs> it, things over here are fine. More than fine. Uh, we are thriving, Montgomery and I. You should see the Rosings <laughs> this time of year. They really are something else. I do hope that you... I do hope that you are happy. I know I'm not there, and, 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 you know, it's, it's a shame, uh, but ultimately I, I just, I just want what's best for you all. Um, I miss you. I hope to see you soon. The letter is sent. Francesca. Yeah. To Lawrence. Thank you for your letter. I have never seen so many words not in a book. Uh, it was very nice to learn uh, that it was nice that you met me. Uh, apologies, I am learning about the writing. Um, interests. I like exploring. I am very keen to go to the Heathcliffs in the Bronte Cluster, but my parents, they say it is dangerous and I am not to go. Uh, I notice you show an interest in my parents. Uh, I, I did hear some people talking. I, we did leave our galaxy, but I think it was all big misunderstanding. Uh, Mother Mary and Dr. Shelley say that all will be sorted soon. So I have faith that all is well. Uh, likes, dislikes. I dislike the champagne. It is too bubbly. It hurts my nose. Uh, likes. Um, I like... I like going places. Uh, I have been to some places and I liked it. So I assume I like travel. Uh, flowers. I've heard of a thing called a lily, and I would very much like to see one outside of a book. And, um, oh, sorry, my, my brain cannot keep everything you asked in your letter in it, my head, so I will end it there. But yes, it would be lovely to see you. I am keen to have more friends. Perhaps uh, your betrothed Cressida should join us as she is my patron. I do not know how these things work. All the best. Lovely to meet you, Francesca. And finally, Cressida. Um, she responds to Lawrence. And after receiving, you know, more length from you, uh, she just says, let's talk tomorrow. That's it. Hey, babe, you are... <laughs> Alaton never takes the written word seriously. <laughs> Doesn't respect the value. And before we take our break, I am going to play one more resolve token for Lord Montgomery Marshall. 
as you sit composing your letters, both to Eleanor and your father, Lord Marshall, unseen to you, hovers in the doorway. And he casts his eyes down. And he walks away. As we delve into our next novel chapter. So, this, my notes end, and I hand over to all of you. You get to decide what kind of chapter this is. So, we have three types of chapter. We have an event chapter, which is very similar to what we just had. So, a ball or a garden party or something where many people are present. It's, a, as it says on the tin, an event. We also have the visitation chapter. So this is someone else going to meet with someone uh, at their property or a group of you meeting for a tea party, for example. We also have the split chapter and this might be several of you want to do different things and those events happen concurrently within the same chapter. So we split the scene essentially. So does anyone have any preferences at all? Um, we could potentially, I feel like we all wanted to meet in different ways. We could all do that at, um, Celine's estate as a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, but with anything. There's a very real chance that Francesca would have been like, oh, I have a great idea. We'll all just go to Celine's <laughs> yeah, and we can okay. all hang out yeah. together. Won't that be fun? Yay. So much fun. <laughs> okay. So much Is fun. everybody happy with the visitation chapter then? Yeah. Okay. So, as you all in your respective ways are invited towards... Actually, that's a good point. Celine, how are you reaching out to everyone to invite them round? Um, I think I will um, send a, uh, like a, a very traditional just invitation, I think, um, out in actually couriered you know a courier, like somebody send it by hand uh to everyone's homes and invite them to mine um yeah as however begrud begrudgingly for some uh <laughs> yeah so this is a very good opportunity to explore the places you all live so francesca obviously this is an alien place to you, and you are staying on the estate of one of the many, many, many Altair properties. So therefore, Cressida, I am going to leave it down to you. Where are Francesca and her parents staying? In a place I hadn't thought about, so let's do that on the spot. <laughs> so... <laughs> In this mass of almost, it seems like an abyss of locations of different buildings, various sizes, but very pretty, whether it be like marble intertwining with like gold throughout the marbling, it seems to be like connected in that way. You can't see where these lines cut, but instead they just all mold together as if it was made exactly that way. And inside of your specific little, uh, we'll call it just like a condo, you know, whatever. <laughs> You have, um, you have like a proper size like yard. There's leading up to it. You've got a front and backyard. And inside of this home, 
The marble carries on throughout. It is from floor to wall to ceiling, and it encapsulates each window, which are tall from floor to ceiling as well, that arch at the tops of them so that you can see the nebulas and the beautiful stars right outside of your window at all given times. And within this, it's housed with furniture. It's comfortable. It's elegant. It's probably far too extravagant for anybody who's actually trying to live there. But that is where you would have to decide on, do I decorate it or do I just keep it as is? And that is up to you. But it's got, it's got staff as well. Like, the house is staffed. You've got people taking care of you. And even whenever you refuse certain services and allowing somebody to then draw your bath or turn down your bed it's they're never going to say no you you can do it it is them always at all times and but they're silent it's like they're not even there so that's that's about it's vast it's got let's say we'll, we'll give you like six bedrooms that sounds sexy it's got that and it's got as many bathrooms as you want i don't know <laughs> there is that's, a that's one of the places there is a particularly officious head member of staff. He sort of looks a little bit like an upside-down animated broom, and his name is Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert is Hello, the Gilbert. head of staff, we and he takes your bags, and he takes them into the house, and he places them about, and then that is the last that you hear of Gilbert. He's a silent presence, making his way property, making sure everything is just right for you and your family. Thank you, Gilbert. He heads off around the corner. Uh, and Cressida, where do you live? You just gave you a good mansion idea. Away. I don't know yet either. <laughs> <laughs> we can come back to you. You've done a lot of lovely describing. As L Lawrence, what? Uh, where do you receive Celine's letter? So Lawrence spends a lot of time in the gardens. Uh of the estate. Um, a lot of Lawrence's early poetry and ongoing poetry is a lot of nature imagery on, in. Um, a lot of odes to the beauty of the natural world. That this, this is the ultimate truth, that which nature created before uh, sentient creatures came and imposed some... <laughs> what we think of as a sense of order, perhaps, but is inherently a... A, a pollution of the, the the natural design of this universe. Anyway, we have some very nice gardens. Um, flowers, grasses, woodlands. Um, they look like a perfect painting of what you would expect a woodland or a field to look like. They are completely artificial the plants are real they're real but they're <laughs> controlled down to the most minute blade of grass they have the right amount of of artificial light and nutrients and genetics and all sorts of things so he basks in the in the wonders of the natural world that have been created by extreme wealth over generations of his family and cressida how about you? Me? You can... Uh, Cressida. Cressida, okay. Yes. okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to think on it. Um, it would be a bit far away from the homes that you are um, staying in, Francesca. Uh, I would say that 
tucked away, away from the actual center of the town. It probably could take a minute to get to their home. And leading up to it, there are definitely artificial plants, but that doesn't look really realistic. It's got vibrant colors of purples and pinks, and then it's got the specks of greens throughout as well. And it almost, the house leading up to it looks like a rock, and then it suddenly starts to look like a geode. And that is the walls. And the walls are, they're riggedy and they are rigid, and they definitely don't look like it would have something homely inside of it. But the only way to see in is very different shaped, windows they're just panes of glass all throughout this geode in various locations that are not things that make sense to people just looking at it but it makes sense to them and just as they are quite alien this home is quite alien and entering inside of this there's artificial lighting that looks like lighting from chandeliers or even sunlight occasionally peeking through in some areas where the sun does not hit it's got a very open concept the stairs don't have rails good luck have fun um and it's almost like floating staircases where it's almost terrifying if you could slip your foot through and trip so don't do that either i've made a very dangerous house i realize <laughs> come visit burglars but anyway they they look like they're floating throughout this building as it leads to different rooms and various locations as well it's large large geode so the three of you receive your invitations, and it is rare in this wide and eclectic galaxy to receive invitations in person. Usually it is Emma's job to do so, but to have physical invitations written in pen and ink and paper, they are delivered to each of you. And as we fast forward towards the day of the visitation, Celine, what does your estate look like? Now me, I got it. I got it this time. I got it. Um, <laughs> uh, Celine's um, estate, or rather, I suppose, Montgomery's estate mainly, <laughs> as it is his family estate, um, is sprawling and grand. It is um, very traditional in, in its aesthetic. It's um, exactly what you would expect, kind of like... Um, a lot of wonderful architecture um stuff that was definitely like commissioned like you've got uh different sculptures dotted around the place um which really highlights the gardens and like the just the the greenery just the the, the estate gardens are the highlight of the place especially for celine um you have the section with um the sculptures and all of the kind of water features and stuff as she's as i mentioned um you've got um her, like lots of different kinds of plants and trees um dotted around as well but um her favorite area is probably um where the rosings are kept um which i imagine to be a kind of um great like flowery maze with all different kinds of flowers and uh, as the rosings return there to rest um they kind of are able to like sink back into the maze itself and um and that's kind of where they lay their heads and so it's another layer of kind of like expertise when you kind of have to um almost find the rosings every single time you you have to go and and um and deal with them but um yes the, the house itself is celine would definitely say too big um like there is an excessive amount of space 
for what is just the two of, of them and and all of the servants um, who are who are running around the place. Uh, I think Celine gets along with everyone uh, very very well, and she just wishes that they would be there the whole time, but they aren't, unfortunately. Um, yes, she's. It's very. It's lonely. <laughs> And as your footsteps echo around this large, cavernous, almost mausoleum of a house, you see three individuals walking up the garden path towards the entrance of your abode. It's all going to be fine. And then she'll... um, straighten up and she will click clack um, uh, her heels over uh, to the door and she will nod um, so that uh, someone can open it and um, she will greet them all ah dear friends wonderful to have you all here at the estate um, thank you so much for, for taking the time thank you so much I'm yeah, so course. excited uh, yeah, I, I think walks through the front door. Do you have any oh. drinks? Hmm. Help uh, uh, yourself. I, actually, um, uh, I, I incline my head to uh, one of the servants, and I'm just like, could you, could you, could, please? Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Hmm. Uh, I, I go and I take Francesca's hands, and I'm just like, it's so wonderful to see you. <laughs> it's lovely to see you too. I'm very excited to meet the the Rosings. Have you got a name? Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought Angus would be would be good. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it sounds kind of like tango, and that's what kind of gave me the idea. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Um, and then I'll also turn to Lawrence, and I'll be like, "Oh, it's been a while, dear friend." <laughs> and I'll just go and give you like, kind of, would it be a? Hug? She'll give you a hug anyway. She doesn't care. <laughs> but, um, yes. Ooh, oh, you're muted. I think, Shaman. Oh, something. Excitedly in the in the hug, I shall quietly say, "I have so much to tell you." Goodness, I can't wait. <laughs> um. Uh, yes, let's let's all head in, shall we? Leaders. So you make your made herself at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever your like den is. <laughs> there is a nearby servant uh, made. So he sort of looks like a slug made of jelly, wearing a fairly sort of tight black tail coat that is every so often like sinking into the folds of his sort of puffy exterior. And he's walking along next to Cressida for most of this as he just cycles through glass after glass after glass and just as you make your way through this cavernous space and into the dining room. Um, well, we've got a lovely meal prepared uh, for everyone. I, I hope you do like um, a bit of pork. Uh, if not, we have alternatives, of course. <laughs> um, uh, anything you want, we can kind of whip up. I, I could even go in and whip it up. I do quite like to cook. Uh, but just um, uh, please do take a seat. Celine, <laughs> why are we here? What's the, what's the idea of gathering all of us? Is it going to be... Here? Just a sit down quiet time or what? Because I could go. Uh, 
do you want to go? Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of bored right now. That's okay. Well, if you need to go, then by all means, that's entirely up to oh, you. I don't need to. I'm so sure. Uh, alive I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Lady Francesca is not bored. Uh, uh, here to see many of the fineries that Lady Celine's house has to offer. It is a very just... fine house. Mm. Why don't you sit here next to me, Lady Francesca? Oh, should Lady Cressida not sit next to you? <coughs> I can sit you... wherever you want. Oh, okay. Um, okay I will... yeah, well, yes, of I, course. Sorry, I did not mean to be impolite. I, I will sit. Oh, you are oh, your manner. Er, polite, sorry. You're, you're correct. You're absolutely right. And she gets up, and wherever Lawrence sits, she sits like a person away. <laughs> hmm. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm shocked, Cressida, that you would be <laughs> uncomfortable with the situation, seeing as I invited my, my dear cousin and um, my good, my two good friends who happen to be intended. I mean, how could you possibly be bored? You know what? I don't think I'm so bored anymore. As I want to use a resolve token. Ah, oh, yes. And I want Eleanor to appear. <laughs> the door opens as Cressida says this, her eyes flicking towards the opening door and coming in with a number of thorny lacerations over her hands, just comes in and, oh, Oh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I didn't know you had guests. I just, um, I was just breaking in Angus. Uh, hello, my name is, uh, Eleanor. Uh, how, uh, how may I find you all? I, like, stand well, up, like, from my seat, just, like, bolt upright. Like, <clears throat> yeah, uh, this is, uh, my instructor that I, 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 um, I told you about, uh, um, previously. Um, it's good to see you, Eleanor. Good to see you. This is... You look um, like you're great with your hands. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes, uh, I've got to be good at rearing and discipline and uh, riding and, you know. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> Sounds delightful. She takes a sip of her drink. Very slowly, like, sit back down and my chair kind of goes, as I put it back in. Eleanor, <clears throat> are you going to join us? Oh, no, I, I couldn't possibly. I, I, oh, I don't want should. to. We're having a blast right now, and I'm sure you would as well. I'd like to hear about, about the Rosings. More about, you know, this, this new birth. Angus. Well, uh, only if it's okay with um, yourself, Lady Silly. <clears throat> she kind of battled with herself for a little while, and then tried to as quickly as she can, calculates and is like, oh, by all means, um, please take a seat. Join us. She does so very much on the opposite side of the circle to yourself, Celine, and keeping a little bit of a wide berth from Cressida as well. <laughs> well no, no, how about Cressida, Cressida moves over to Lawrence and is like, look, there's a spot right here if you'd like to sit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Um, so the Rosings. Mm, um, yes, of course. <clears throat> yes, uh, um, they seem to be doing quite well. Um, uh, Francesca, I, I've been regaling her with all the stories about um, how we raised them and how and, and just how beautiful they are. And I've <laughs> uh, never we, we seen really... one. 
You've never... Well, I will have to take you out shortly and uh, introduce them to... But these are... Uh, so initially, the idea of uh, Rosings were introduced by uh, Lady Catharos. Uh, mainly sort of dog and cat adjacent, but uh, Lord and Lady uh, Marshall, they, uh, they've produced something a little larger and more rideable. Uh, and they are much sought after across the nebula. They're beautiful. Really, really... Um, Beautiful. Yes, quite. Well, they sound lovely. Um, I. Well, if you would like to see them now, we have a newborn. Uh, I, well, you help name it, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but uh, you're welcome to come and have a look at them now, if if you would like. Lady Celine, may I go? Oh, of course, of course. Thank you. Uh, please, uh, my home is your home. <laughs> oh, just be careful by yourself. Accompany. Um, I have always had a great interest in um, Rosings, as you know, Celine. My I great do interest. Know that. Yes. I absolutely know that. Yes. Thank oh, you. Lawrence and the Rosings oh, can't obsessed. <clears throat> best friends for life. Uh, yes. <clears throat> more so than us, even. <laughs> I kid. I joke. <clears throat> I shall. I shall uh, accompany you both. I'm going to um, lean over to um, uh, uh, Celine. Say, do you have any lilies here? Oh, no, do you have yes, any lilies? Um, I need a lily. Uh, they, they, would be, they would be in, um, uh, perhaps, if you were to go to the uh, right-hand side of the, of the maze, um, on, the, on the outside. Um, I believe there's some in that area. Okay, thanks. You're the best. <laughs> I, I'm going to play a resolve token. Cressida, you hear all of that. Hell yeah. Scandal. So, actually hearing that, as you sit back, she's then going to lean into you and, uh, would you like to go and check out the lilies? You know, maybe they can check out the rosings while we go check out some flowers and then lean in further and also talk about the bud. Send it to me. And also talk about the letter that you sent and I sent back. <clears throat> but I was going, I, yes, yes, of course. Yes. 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 Well, you three enjoy, and she's standing up and like grabbing your hand as she does so to yeah. pull you up a bit. We'll see you around very shortly. Have fun, you three. And she looks at Celine Thank you. mostly. Mm. Yes, of course. Well, uh, Lady Celine, Lady Francesca, if you will follow me, and we will introduce you to Rosings. Thank you so much. And um, I would like to use a resolve token. You may. We're all doing it now. Use them. Yes. Chapter one, we were like, the, oh, I'm too scared. And now we're like, no, yeah, get them. Okay, so <laughs> um, I would love for uh, Celine to kind of, as she's leaving, um, lean into one of um, uh, her servants who knows every nook and cranny of the place um, and just say, tell me everything you hear of their conversation, please. And the have, mm, listen in. Love the bat-like individual you talk to, his ears just, and he goes, "Oh yes," and heads off and disappears into the shadows. Very good. It. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> of course. So, I love this <laughs> first of all, we will begin with unaware of the winged individual that is creeping 
above the hedges. Uh, Cressida and Lawrence. As you walk through the gardens, and you can see off in the distance, Eleanor leading Celine and Francesca over towards this large maze-like structure that is a mere stone's throw away from the property itself. And above in the skies, you can see the beautiful and serene green and pink clouds of the nebula above. Gravel crunching underneath your feet. You walk, just the two of you, out of, as far as you are aware, earshot. I've been struck by something so unlike that which is familiar, comfortable, something so strange that you realise in the instant of seeing it that it represents... A truth previously out of reach to you. Sorry, I'm not, I can't lie to you, Lawrence. I never understand what you're saying when you talk about it. <laughs> it. I shall save it for my poetry, then. Beautiful. Ah. Then at least I can have somebody interpret it for me. Regardless, what were you talking about in that letter? What did my cousin say to you? Oh, my cousin said... Your cousin said, what did he say? I don't know, he was holding onto my arm. Um, he said, you have to, oh, you have to. He seems to think um, that should we uh, complete the arrangement vis-a-vis uh, -vis marriage, blah, 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 true love, etc. forever, um, that would somehow benefit him. But he also mentioned that um, one alternative would be that uh, uh, you inherit a bunch of money I suppose um, he's sort of out of the picture and I sort of thought actually ow my arm I wouldn't mind you being out of the picture right now thank you very much um, that's the spirit so I just wondered whether I mean I don't know what your plans are but do some of them involve us not actually going through with this a any of them do you have plan. that's right great good yes Good. I always liked you. I knew that. I, I always very smart. I've always said. Okay. Just, it's like a okay. mutual like, but okay. also stay away. Oh, right, right. Yeah. 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 Great plan. <clears throat> Great mind. Um, Great. So uh, just spread rumors about him with me. All I have to do is just make him uh, negative in enough people's eyes to where my uncle has to take action, but, and like then we can what? do the same for him. You know, just take hold of it. Your uncle. Yes, also my uncle. What did he do? I should be the one rightfully... What? But you will, just... once your uncle dies. I thought that was the point. Well, yes, but also, what about having it sooner? Knock two birds out with one stone. I've heard that theory. Right. <laughs> it's easy. <clears throat> Gosh, Cresta, um, I wouldn't want to upset you in any way. Um... <laughs> I, I think I shall definitely go along with all of the things that you've said. I, what I, rumors could you spread? What do you think about him? You know, um, something about his face. Actually, no, his face looks too much like mine that I would take offense to. Oh, right. Well, I, I, um, I have a friend who occasionally has to cause a bit of trouble, take people down who might be otherwise... In the oh, way, you say take people down. 
What are you insinuating? I, I don't know. What are you insinuating? Oh, it sounds like murder to me. God, no! No, I wasn't in- I wasn't- I wasn't opposed. No, I- I- of course not. You would be not opposed. I understand. Gosh, no, I- maybe! Yes, I don't know. Just- I, <clears throat> Leave it to me, Cressida. Why don't you, um, I'm not having this conversation. Uh, I'll do my plan and, and you do your plan. And if anyone asks, they're different, they're separate. <clears throat> separate plans. Right? Well, if they're together plans, if my plan works separate and goes plans. through, then that means <clears throat> I will have control to be able to say no to the intended marriage that we have, and I would rather that be good for both of us, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't and possibly marry Evangeline. Oh yeah, but um, yes. Oh well, maybe yes. Sure, sure, something like that. Look, the point is, I I'm will not. Help her marry you after you help me. Well, there we go. Well, Easy. let's just. Done. We're going to loop round about. It's fine. Don't worry. We'll 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 um we'll talk further. Okay. Uh, the point is, yes, we have some. We, I have a plan. And you have your own separate, independent course of action for which I am not responsible. But yes, you've right. really told me what your plan is quite yet. I haven't, I haven't made. Uh, my plan is I, I'm going to ask my ask my friend to do the plan for me. That was my. Who is your friend? Plan. Well, I I couldn't possibly say. I'm I'm very. Lawrence, do you have a friend that is capable of this? Or I have two friends. You're really great with your One of whom Sometimes is... you just put it down in writing, but when you say it verbally, it doesn't. I make have. Sense. I have friends. My my uh, mother was very insistent on it. Um, so, <laughs> yes, don't you just you just sort your your own business out, Cressida. That's all I'm saying. Don't you worry about me because I so I have everything business. under control. Did you yes. hear that the the rosings are being like illegally bred? I actually did hear that. Like they are, I, I, it's a bit, it's I a bit. Last night, actually. Oh, but you know, I, I mean, I, I, well, who's going to say anything? You know, what are they going to do? Arrest them? No, like they can do what they want, can't they? Sounds good. Oh, sounds really true. Somebody could. No, There's always somebody you, you know. It's more worth all of. No, but no, no one's going to actually do anything about it. I, I, I think you get, get away with what you can, eh? My friend always says. As this conversation. Do, is happening and you discuss this scandal of the marshals and their rosings francesca and celine you find yourself at the entrance of an almighty maze covered in giant roses and petals and thorns and as you all walk eleanor turns to you francesca and sure um i hear you're from um Outside the nebula? Yes. Uh, if you don't mind my asking. No, it's okay. I am I am from the Gothic galaxy. Uh, it's very different. <laughs> it's much darker. Uh, and yes, uh, I don't know. It is. I'm here now. Uh, so. Um, do you like it to hear? I think so. Mother and the doctor are being much kinder here. They let me go outside and see people, so it's very exciting. Did they not let you do that before? Oh, no, it's just, it's very dangerous in the Gothica galaxy. It's for my own protection. I had to stay inside. Right, okay. Um, overprotective parents then, I yes. suppose. Oh, 
they just don't want me to get hurt. <laughs> you see, I'm not, uh, not like lots of other people. I think you've probably seen the scars. Um, it's okay, I know everyone does. I mean... It's not the first thing I noticed about you, if that makes a difference. I'm not going to stand here and say that I haven't noticed, because... Um, I mean, but mostly... Uh, you, yourself, and your personality is the most captivating thing about you. So, I don't know about um, that. Uh, but... I just, I wanted to talk to you, actually, Celine. Everyone was saying you were doing experiments on, on the Rosings. And I just, I wanted they to tell what? you. Oh, I don't. <laughs> uh, sorry. sorry. No, no, I'm no, not. No, it's okay. I didn't. I, I just, apologize. Someone, I overheard people saying, and at the party, right. I don't. But right. I okay. Just, I just wanted to say that experiments aren't always bad. Science, science can be good. Good things come come from experiments. Sometimes. Uh, she's still kind of reeling and is like, "Yes, uh, right. I, I, I mean, I, I, we, we I, I don't do that. We don't do that." Um, oh, right, and it's that's cool too. I don't mind. I just, I wondered if the Rosings were a bit like me. In in what way, dear? Not. Natural. Is there anything you might like to, to talk about? No, no, I just... You're just... You're so nice to me. And then people were saying mean things about you. And your rosings. And I just thought they sounded lovely. And maybe they're just misunderstood rosings. As you say this, you notice that Eleanor has disappeared from the conversation. And from around the corner, stumbling a little bit on not quite formed legs, you see a small quadruped. Red, beautiful, half-coloured petals just folding along its back, and small, bramble-like hair just in between two petal-like ears. As stumbling forward on unsteady legs, you see Angus. The baby rosing. And it stumbles forward a little bit. And seeing the two of you, and you see Eleanor coming up behind him, and go on, go on. You see it just stumble over towards you, Francesca. And it stumbles a little bit and bumps into your hand and tries to steady itself again. Oh, you're okay, you're okay. <laughs> Stroke its nose. <laughs> They're beautiful. What do you think? They're so friendly. <laughs> yes, they are lovely creatures. And um, I wanted to say as well, um, whether or not you see similarities in them um, with yourself. Um, you're both wonderful in your own ways. Oh, oh thank you. It's, sorry, I just... 
It's just silly. I just think things in my head and I shouldn't. I shouldn't think them, really. Uh, I, mother and doctor tell me, tell me I'm being silly. So I know I'm, I know I'm being silly. It's just, you were so nice. So I, anyway, thank you. Angus is beautiful. I'm going to put a hand on your shoulder uh, and say, Francesca, as long as you're here on the estate with me, you, you feel free to think whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell mother and doctor, though, because... No, of course not. No, okay. it'll, it'll just be between us and, and, and Agnes, of course. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Hey, and Eleanor. You, you think whatever you want to. Thank you. Um, I strive to. <laughs> mm. As this conversation is happening, Cressida and Lawrence, where does your walk take you? And where does it end? I'm picking a lily. I came for a lily. I'm going to get a damn lily. <laughs> I shall pluck it from a hedge. It shall be the finest lily in all the land. I'm just casually holding a lily. Close by. Yeah. I'm just and, watching you. Uh, 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 shall we uh, look at the um, rosings, whatever... You know, thingies. I mean, should we rejoin the others? Oh, absolutely. I just want to talk more to Eleanor, and she kind of she grabs your hand and I, pulls you I, along. Eleanor, why are you so? Why did you invite her to? For no reason. Oh, it's a bit odd. She seems very interesting. It seems like she makes Celine happy. So why wouldn't I want somebody that just makes Celine happy? Right. Person who looks after the rosings, like she's no one. Maybe to us. Don't understand you sometimes, Cresta. Carry on. You walk, Lily in hand, until eventually you find yourself outside the very same maze that the others stand. And you see that bouncing between all three of them, there is small and somewhat more confident baby rosing. Still got a few pinpricks of dew across its surface, but as it moves between them, it's bouncing between the three of you as Cressida and Lawrence approach. Wasn't that just born yesterday? It's huge! Well, they are quite... I, I realise this doesn't necessarily do anything to help the apparently very established rumours, uh, but they are very quick growers. She'll be running in... Uh, well, he will be running in... I mean, anywhere between a week or two. So this is normal, the size and this movement after just a day? Oh, absolutely. Some of us are capable of a lot of growth very quickly some people are just born fully done she looks <laughs> Eleanor up and down <laughs> well I, I will uh, see that Angus uh, finds his way to some food come on come on here you go and Angus just looks between you Celine and you Francesca as he stumbles away a bit and back into the maze some pets Lady uh, Francesca, I have something that uh, 
uh, might be of interest to you, uh, uh, a, a gift. And holds out my mate Celine's uh, very nice lily. <laughs> it, it's a lily. You you found one. Oh, Lawrence, I thought you might like to. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, um, what do I do with it now? Automata, um, I thought, uh, Cressida, would you mind joining me inside? No, no, not at all. Y'all have fun. And she follows you. Uh, Proceed. <laughs> did I tell a joke? No, I'm just happy. Sorry. Um, oh. Let me tell you more about lilies and okay. their beauty. <laughs> and I shall um, regale Lady Francesca <laughs> with um, descriptions of lilies. <laughs> sorry. So... Sorry. I think... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think... You maybe have to take it away. I think I might be. <laughs> oh God! I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to play a resolve <laughs> token. My last resolve token. Um, Lawrence, you watch as Francesca's nose comes clean off and onto oh. the perfectly manicured grassy ground. Oh no, oh, uh, I'm sorry, this happens sometimes. I'm so sorry. Uh, try not, just oh, grabbing it. I, uh, yeah, um, oh, I think I should probably go home. I need to go to Dr. Shelley. Uh, yes, a doctor, yes. I shall, I shall accompany you uh, post haste uh, to make sure you're all right. Um, I shall leave this lily here. The lily was, I'm sorry about the lily. No, it's um, okay. I think I I'll put the lady down like this now because my nose you... is not properly attached. Yes, you have your appendage. Yes. Um, don't worry. That sort of thing happens I... all the time. Um, nothing to <laughs> nothing to be embarrassed no. about. Uh, <clears throat> let's. Uh, yes. Let's go. Okay. Yes. Uh, Celine, I'm so sorry. I have to go. <laughs> I'll just sort of. Uh, medical emergency. <laughs> uh, I hope she's all right. Yes. Um. Yes, um, follow me, won't you? <laughs> uh, with a winning smile, she will uh, lead you into one of the many, uh, let's say, uh, sitting rooms. Um, and leads you in and closes the door behind us both and immediately the smile drops. Pessimus does as well. She leans back into the chair, more relaxed. So, you think it falls to me, do you, to um, pay Francesca's way? Well, I mean, if you want to keep up with... And she looks out the window toward where Eleanor was. With your little inside flame. I won't say a word. Hmm. For a price. You just have to pay for your cousin's patronage. I feel like mm -hmm. that's an easy deal. You know, I don't know what you think you saw, but nothing actually happened. All it takes is a little rumor, Celine. You know this. Oh, I do. And perhaps that's something you should keep in mind as well. 
Arthur. Oh, don't worry. I know how to squelch any rumors about me. I've done it time and time again. I've, my cousin is very great at it. Go mm. ahead and try me. <laughs> um, she will uh, go over to one of the side tables and she will open up a drawer and pull out an envelope. Uh, and then she will what does head this back look over. Like? Um, I believe it looks like a kind of uh, a, a, a letter that's kind of like quite personal. Like, so it's got like a seal on it. It's got like the, the Marshall uh, seal. Um, and it's just like a nice crisp letter. Um, and it says to uh, my lovely Cressida on the front. Um, <clears throat> and she hands it over. This Chris is for you. Do you want me to open this now or save it till later? I would save it for later. Don't want to make a show of things, do you? I mean, you usually do, but perhaps not this time. It's on with a little show. It's probably what you should be doing, Celine. Life's more fun that way. And being all stuck up and bored of the marriage that you're in instead of with the lover that you want. <sighs> oh, to be boring. Really sucks. Sometimes one has to be boring when there are important things on the line. Cressida, perhaps you know nothing of responsibility to those you love, but I do. You know nothing of my life, Celine. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. I would be. But we can save that for another time. Hmm. Right. Now that you have your blood money, I think it's time you got off my property. Oh, gladly. It's about time. She mm. gets up and just dusts off. This place is disgusting. <laughs> and just turns and begins to walk towards the she door. will gently, but, but with some force, uh, grab onto your arm. Um, she allows it. It's like, ooh, you want to get touchy too. Oh my goodness. Touching <laughs> everybody around here these days. Wild. Cresta, I want to make something clear as well. Yeah, um, go ahead. Should you hurt Lawrence in any way, I'm going to I'm going to have to take some action. Um I don't Oof, think you will think me so after my own heart. I love a threat. It's you won't think me so, so boring hard. anymore, Cressida. I can assure you of that. Can you I'm please faint if you keep stop going. getting so flustered? This is weird. <sighs> I don't know why you're into this, but you keep that to yourself, maybe. Hmm? Oh, absolutely not. When you keep things to yourself, well, then nobody's going to open up. Someone's got to do it. And don't worry, I would never hurt Lawrence. We have our own deal. Very good. Well, if you pop, then. Why are you going to let go of my arm? I mean, unless you want to pull me closer. <laughs> she will, and she will just, like, so that she's, like, looking you in the eyes. But then she will, like, reach past you and open the door. While you do that, she... <laughs> and you're getting, like, closer, she goes... <laughs> and then turns to leave. Talk to you again soon. 
And once again, now that the door's open, putting on the performance. I look forward to it, dear. <clears throat> as the door... The rest of the way. <laughs> as the door closes from the shadows above, a bat-like figure just descends from above and... She's right. They have a plan. And we cut over towards Francesca and Lawrence. As you say, I mean, are you saying your farewells, or where are the two of you headed? I need to get home. Um, I, I'm very sorry, Viscount. I, uh, I need to see my parents. I, I, I should uh, take you to a medical facility. I'll, I'll accompany no, you. No, so no, I'll no, make sure not a medical facility. The finest doctors. Home. Your I'm, parents my... could help you with this. Dr. Shelley, my parent is a doctor. Right, yeah. Well, oh, of course, yes, a medical professional, right. And, uh, is there cause for concern with the nose? It should be fine. Uh, it, it's, it's happened before. Sometimes they replace it, but normally it's, normally they just stick it back on. Whenever uh, I, I get a cold, it's awful. Right, it's just a no just a nose thing, just one of those one of those nose things, right? Sorry, I know it's very weird and very strange. I'm sorry, I didn't oh, totally to normal, you. super, super, super normal. Um, I I had assumed, um, uh, forgive me if I was incorrect, uh, that uh, your uh, species origin was on the human side. Um, yes, I am. Uh, yes, I'm. Yes, I am a human. Right. Yes, because you, you know, you look sort of more like me than you look like Cressida, loosely. Yes, I am. I am human, mostly. And, and, and obviously, yes, that is what we all thought. When your nose. Anyway, yes. Uh, uh, good evening, uh, Lady Francesca. Good evening. Thank you, Viscount March. I am so sorry. Oh. Apologies necessary. We shall uh, no more lilies. <laughs> How about that? Thank you. Only pictures of them. Pictures yes. of lilies. Yes. Just um, lilies. Yes. Perhaps, uh, Viscount, you could accompany me home, just so I don't have to go back on my own. I've yes. never <clears throat> really travelled in a space oh, cab before on my we own. We shall take uh, a <laughs> space cab. We shall take my star carriage, don't you worry star about that. Star carriage, yes, that is the word I was looking yes. for. And I yes, thought, yes. Okay, star carriage, yes. Just there was these um, black ones with little yellow lights on the top that I was going to take, but if no, you have your no, own one, then we can no, go in that. No. That would be better. Yes. Thank you. And there's one over the place. It's very grand. Oh, yes, yes. It's pretty. I shall uh, drop Lady Francesca off at her abode on the altar estate well as you take off and Cressida as you do the same and Celine you are left once more in your estate an uncertain future looming ahead of you the chapter ends and we move once more into the reputation phase where we once again create a tag for ourselves now if you reach three of either positive or negative reputation tag, you will cause something to happen within your life. 
uh, and we will see what the ramifications of those are. Now, each of you have chosen different family backgrounds, and this is what dictates your specific reputation. Essentially, are you living up to the reputation of your family? So, we are... We're going to go in reverse order this time. So, Sharmony, a negative or a positive reputation tag for Lawrence? I like to think that I handled the nose thing very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I would quite like, but no one really saw it. Maybe, maybe some some mom, some servants who Lawrence doesn't think are really people were watching, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I would like, I would like the, the tag gentlemanly. Gentlemanly, yeah. yes. lovely. Yes, gentlemanly. Helping okay. Lady, put her nose uh, back on. <laughs> yes, yes. So you do not incur a reputation tag. That was the idea. <laughs> Cressida, you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Positive or negative? Uh, so I actually wanted to go with my background. They have one that is very her, and it is ambitious. Um, she's got a headstrong ambition everyone. to really dethrone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Everybody, ouch. But that's a positive trait, so. Ah. Oh. That's a positive thing. Good luck next time, Ed. <laughs> Ambitious. Okay, so. Actually, I don't know. It could still end up negative. Who knows? So, you can choose between high society, your parties are notorious and start attracting very wealthy individuals, or acts of daring when you urge an intoxicated connection one of your NPCs, to do something reckless, embarrassing, or unusual. They oh, will either one. do Hands so... down. <laughs> so... I'm done. What happens, Sam? Come what... back to me. Let me think on that. I will do. Uh, so, Celia... Um, Celine, rather. Uh, a positive or a negative? Um... I think I will go, even though I want to do, I want to see what the negative thing is. I want to see what it is, because it's fun. But I do think that she did pretty well in that being kind of holding her own. Um, mm -hmm. And putting other people's needs above her own. So I, I will say positive and I'll say dutiful. Dutiful. Okay. And finally, Francesca. Yeah, I want to do a positive one too. Um, I, I think mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a better word for it, but sort of open and sort of trusting. I'm not quite sure what the best word is. But transparent. Transparent yeah. seems almost like it would verge on the negative honest. side. Honest. Honest is nice, but she's not being fully honest. Open she's is, op is open. nice. Open is probably. We'll yeah. go open. Open. We'll go open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, wonderful. I am going to... I won't do it yet, actually. Um, so, Cressida, have you uh, thought of what you are going to be doing with your reputation tag, or do you want to wait until the end? Um, it's more so I, I want to use this on my cousin. Okay. However, I don't know what she 
could convince him to do. Or like if you like, you can hold on to that until the start okay. of next session, it if you would spicy. like. You yeah. can have a week to think about think. it. Okay. So. Um, uh, just, just to jump in, uh, someone in chat has said authentic for Fr Francesco. Oh, yeah. And I've authentic. Very good. Episode. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Authentic is lovely. Thank you, chat. Um, wonderful. So, uh, now, the next portion is each of you has an inner conflict. Uh, and if we would like to run through what those are, Francesca, what is your inner conflict? Uh, it is family versus independence. And Celine? It is love versus obligation. And Cressida? Pleasure versus ethics, baby. <laughs> and Lawrence? Truth versus beauty. Lovely. So, essentially what you are going to do is... You are going to look at what has happened over the last two chapters, and you are going to tick a box as to whether you have acted in pursuit of one or the pursuit of the other. And you are going to be choosing between these options. You took action in pursuit of this. You sacrificed something important to you for this. You hurt or pushed away someone important to you for this. You degraded your reputation or went against your conscience for this. Your actions in pursuit of this destroyed your chance of successfully pursuing the other. So, for example, Cressida would decide whether she took action in pursuit of either pleasure or ethics, whether she sacrificed something important to her for pleasure or ethics. Basically, run down that list and tick any that you feel apply to you. Uh, you may do this. Uh, you don't need to inform us what those are. This is purely to see how far along your uh, inner conflict you are moving. Uh, and while we do that, I am going to play a resolve token. As Lawrence and Francesca, you return to the Altair estate. Lawrence, do you enter or do you say goodbye upon arrival? I'm like, so Lawrence is still kind of keen to sort of be a part of this. But, so I feel like it depends on whether... Uh... Francesca would go very cold when you get start getting close and she'd almost be like, oh, you can drop me off here, I'll walk the rest of the way. It's okay. So I think wait, as we're wait, kind are of... Wait, are we flying? all the mansions just flying separately or is it like a planet that they're on? <laughs> could I walk or is that death? <laughs> you, you could walk. You could, you could land on <laughs> I think I shall insist on going up to the like I'm going to insist on dropping her off at the door, but I'm I won't uh, get out of the carriage. Okay. Thank In you. that case, I will say, as you approach, the 
door opens before you arrive. And you see, striding out, Lord Mab Altair. And you see your parents at the door, Francesca. And as Altair sweeps past you, he sees you, Lawrence. And he turns to you, Francesca. Hello. Hello, lovely to meet you. I am Francesca Stein. Lady Francesca Stein, Lord Mab Altair. Stein. Yes. They are my parents. And he look He looks over to both your parents, who nod eagerly, and he turns back to you. Half holding my nose on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will see you very soon. Francesca. Oh, oh okay. Altair. Um she won't say anything and just sort of look at Lawrence like what did, is he just stupid what, what's just happened there he walks away and Dr. Shelley places their hand on your shoulder hello doctor we we have made you a match darling we are here to stay My nose has fallen off. We will fix it, darling. We will fix everything. And we're going to move to the epistolary chapter. The final section of our game today. We will start with... Who wants to go first? I have an what idea. is this section? Oh, this, this is, is the, the writing, writing right? Writing right? Yeah. What is epistolary? Where, where's the... Someone <laughs> give me an epistolary corner, corner or whatever that word let's is. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. so in, liter in literature, if a book is comprised of journal entries or letters, uh, it is considered to be an epistolary novel. Oh, so okay. basically, the epistolary chapter is writing letters, writing diary entries, writing journals, that sort of thing. So Frankenstein, for example, very fittingly, Why would, would be an that? epistolary. I don't know. It comes from the So, a derivative of the noun epistula, which is a letter, a dispatch, a written communication. That makes sense. Does what it says in the tin. <clears throat> Dear Edgar, right. Things are going down. I'm getting serious. I need you to get serious. We're getting serious. This... The, uh, <clears throat> Lord Mab Altair. Right? Wrong. Not for long. Not if we have our way. Now I know things you can do. I've done them with you. Some of which I'm not proud of. And some of which we shall never speak of again. But this... This time... We do it, and we do it very thoroughly and extremely. I don't know what it is, but you can help with that. And it is, we shall destroy him, and he shall not for reasons. There are reasons, all right? Don't worry about the reasons. But, Edgar, we're not going to, no one is going to 
murder anyone. Just I just want to be clear on that front. There's no murder involved. Not that I thought you would murder, but just so you know, I'm I'm anti-murder. Let's have that in writing. Anyway, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Beautifully done. <laughs> As Emma floats above your wrist, she just. Mm. Are you okay? <laughs> I got a bit, sorry, I got a bit flustered. There was, I'm still in like the carriage, like leaving. I wasn't, there's was something, did you hear? I think, well, I'm just, I, God, I'm dry. Left Things are not. I'm going to go sort it out. Celine. Um, I would love to write a letter to Mab. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, acting upon the information that the most eligible bachelor in the town, uh, Batman, uh, of my, uh, servants, uh, told me, uh, and I, and just to confirm that, uh, he was able to glean everything that, that was said between the two, Cressida and Lauren. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. Um, uh, uh, um, Celine is going to uh, say, um, Mr. Mab, apologies, I'm not uh, uh, sit on the best way to address you, but um, I am uh, Celine Marshall. Uh, I believe we uh, walk in the same circles. Uh, I have some information that might be helpful to you concerning um, my dear friend and your darling cousin. But you will need to do something for me. Okay. Let's meet. Francesca. What is happening? What is going on? <laughs> I don't think she wants to write to anyone. I think she'll journal. Um, okay. And I think she sort of goes to her room, which she actually has sort of a proper room in this place. And I imagine there's like a lovely bay window and I can see her. She's little curls up in the corner. Um, and uh, she write, Dear journal, um, today was a very strange day. I met a rosing called Angus, who was lovely. Uh, he had lovely petals for fur. I guess they're not fur. He had lovely petals. And Celine and Eleanor were both very nice to let me speak to him. Celine is lovely. I am so proud to be her cousin. Um, she said I could go to the estate and think whatever I like there. And that was nice. So now it's not just you who gets to hear things, I think. Then my nose fell off because of a flower. I thought I would like lilies, but I think I also don't like lilies or champagne. Lawrence brought it to me. He was very sweet to do so. Uh, he is the one who is betrothed to Cressida. So there's that. Um, when He took me home too, which was... Also very nice of him. I hope Cressida did not mind. And then I I think I am angry. My parents have matched me with this 
Mab Alter, who I believe is Cressida's cousin, and I hear he's incontinent. So, I just, I hope, I think it's all hopefully another misunderstanding, just like mother and doctor say, and everything will go away, and I can go back to spending time with Rosings, and Celine, and Cressida, and Lawrence. Uh, they all seem lovely. Okay. I'll go to bed now. Oh, and my uh, doctor sewed my nose back on and uh, it hurt. But I think it's a bit bigger now. I kind of like it. Good night. And Cressida. I would actually like to utilize this to read my note from Celine. Absolutely. You can use a resolve token to do that. So. Mm hmm. What does it say? I uh, love you. <laughs> we are best friends for real. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the main contents of the envelope is a stack of cash. Um, to just pay you off for now. <laughs> um, it's, you know, the amount that you requested or it, everything seems in order. Uh, but there is a little uh, note in there, um, uh, and it's it says everyone gets what they're owed eventually. <gasps> oh, I love a good threat. <laughs> she wraps she it back lives up for and it. Puts it away. Does anyone have any other letters that they wish to write or receive? Can I get one from Mab? Oh. Absolutely. You can. Oh, I guess you have a right to that. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> or from my parents about yeah. Mab. I don't really mind if they've like left me a note about what's happened or whether he writes to me, but I'd like one of those sides to say something. In that case, I will say, rather than a letter, as soon as you close your journal, there is a on the door, and your mother Mary brings her head in. Hello. You are not asleep yet. I was just looking out the window. The nebula is very pretty. It is beautiful. Is it not? Yes, that's what I just said. Different. Different. From home. Yes. So what do you think of your husband to be? Mother, I don't understand. I thought I was meant to go and meet people and get to know people and make friends and... I was doing that, and now suddenly you say I have a husband-to-be. I have not met him. I do not know what he is like. She just... You still sitting stands before you and places a delicate finger under your chin and just brings your gaze to meet hers. But darling, 
do you not understand that it is because you have been doing such a good job mingling with your cousin this the poet i do not know much about but mab's cousin these are influential people darling and a match with the altars this has always been the plan we just needed to make you a more attractive proposition to secure our place in society this will do that do you think he'll like my new nose it is not yet perfect you are not yet sorry mother we will make the improvements necessary to make sure that you are a fitting member of society. Please, Do not Mother, worry. I think it's fine. I can't. Ah, shh, 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 shh. Francesca. You will do as Mother says. Yes. Yes, Mother. Good. You are doing such a good job, darling. Thank you. I'm trying. Give your mother a kiss. Give her a kiss on the cheek. Good girl. Do not sneeze during the night. I don't and she... I can right now. The door closes behind her. Does anyone else have any letters they wish to give or receive? I would just like to uh, to describe a letter, which I will send mm. to Celine, which in, which involves a long poem about how I thought my heart was in pain before. I thought I knew sorrow, yeah. but now I realise that, that that was heaven. That was yes, great. What wouldn't I give for that feeling? Because yeah. now, sure. now I really understand the meaning of pain. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> It's, yeah, it goes on yeah. in that vein yeah, yeah. He's used that line before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same as the first time he realised Evangeline yeah. didn't like him. <laughs> it's just the exact same. Um, I would love to receive a letter from Lawrence after what he saw and hid. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Something that's major oh, to us. Right, yeah, sorry. You're important too. I care about you. Yes. Um, <laughs> dear Cresta, etc. Love you. Bye. Blah blah blah. Um, by the way, <laughs> thought you might like to know. Feel like your cousin uh, might be a little bit uh, betrothed to uh, Lady Francesca Stein. What? As you get to that part, I do not feel like writing further words upon this subject at this time. However, if you are interested, I do have a poem uh, on on related. <laughs> related emotional states that this arises in me uh anyway plan moving forward at double speed go 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 this is it etc etc you're great always said so Lawrence. and Interesting. i am going to play one final resolve token Celine. As you prepare for bed, 
you hear a knock on your door. Um, I, I go and I open the door. Who would you like to be there? What's the situation? Me. <laughs> Batman. Um, what is the what is my sleeping situation? It is entirely be? up to you. Um. Uh, uh, what? I mean, we could possibly say that Montgomery is away on business. Perhaps. Possibly say that. Maybe. I think we could. Um. Maybe we could say that. Yeah, and then maybe it's Eleanor at the door. The door opens. She doesn't say anything. I pull her in and we make out furiously. <laughs> Hell yeah. The door closes behind you. Her nose falls off. <laughs> And I will play my final resolve token of the evening. I'm going to play Montgomery's final resolve token. As down the corridor, returned from business, Montgomery sees the door close. Fell right into the. I fell into it. I fell into it. And that is where we are going to end this week's session. And we will be back <laughs> next week. That was nasty, oh and I love God. it. <laughs> what a game this is! This is it's a good game, isn't it? I love it's this very fun. so much. Do I get in it? Right, do I get in it? Right, do I get the twists, the turns, the resolve tokens? I've still not spent one. But uh... <laughs> you could. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> uh, the drama. We do, um, mm, yeah, we have um oh, overrun slightly. So um I, I I think I shall I shall um wrap us up once I recover from the emotional whiplash. Um that was great. We had such so a great good. time. Oh, um, good. Ed Ed, you're amazing. Ed. Star. Thank oh, you for oh bringing God. all of that. What that's I'm British, so I can't take compliments, but thank you very <laughs> no, much. I'm British, yes. Um <laughs> I'm uh, American, taking the compliment Liv. for him. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's Megan so nice. Swoon um, in chat and Swoon is right. Like, yeah. oh my god, everything. <laughs> I've just been here, like, <gasps> constantly. So good. Uh, Liv and Sam, thank you so, so uh, uh, much uh, to you guys as well for joining us. Uh, for, oh my god. <laughs> for some so good. Fun. Yes. Um, very excited that we get to continue this on next Monday. Um, for those of you who uh, do watch us live, uh, it's at shifted time again, so 7.30pm uh, if you're in the UK, um, 7.30 UTC plus one, if you're not and can do yes. maths, we, we can't, we can't, we can't 11.30am PT. 11.30am PT, for example. Which might give you a, a clue as to why we're doing it Eastern. this time. <laughs> <laughs> None of us can maths. Maths. Not the American. <laughs> we're so glad you're here oh my gosh yeah, Sam, no, yeah you're Liz, it was actually I'm a little just... jarring every time y'all came out of like your accents that you but were doing we're back still... to your British accent and I was just like hang on wait they're actually British <laughs> 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 
They're still doing an accent. Stop it. Stop, doing it. Stop it now. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Um, uh, Liv, t c please, can you um, tell us more about like what, what, where, where we're going to go look for you? What kind of things that we should be seeing you in that you're doing? For sure. I would also love to preface this with, I do not condone cheating. This is a story. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to let you know that. Exciting, um, scandalous minefield. Like, no, he's yeah. not. He's fine. No, he's fine. Problem. No, he oh, fine. He's just fine. But she loves oh. her. Ah! Anyway, sorry. They're in love. So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Dustark Magic. I'm at Dustark Magic on most things. Um, but uh, and I'm Olivia Dustark Magic on Twitch uh, um, as well. Um, but you can also find me on youtubecom forward slash dicebreaker where I do all the tabletop things. Um, that's uh, just tabletop in general. Um, I'm on there doing that. Um, and also you can find me on the Three Black Halflings podcast. Um where uh, we also do tabletop things but uh, it's also discussions of pop culture and cool stuff like that and um J and my co-host is super cool uh, jeremy is an amazing uh, uh, gm uh, in every right and uh jasper's gonna be on dimension 20. it's wild over here for jasper. we've had we've wild. now completed jasper. the three black halflings trifecta by finally yeah. getting live on so we now have had all three of the black halflings we on, have. Uh, on, yeah. on, on we have it's an excellent excellent podcast uh, it's so good go i am obsessed with it. the first time i think jeremy was first mm. on the show is that right mm. it was jeremy or jasper and the mm. shaman was like i think uh, i think my friend uh, jasper's gonna join and i was like wait <laughs> sorry 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 and then i've had to like not fangirl around live as well but i'm obsessed with it i i what no yeah, what i started I'm listening to very it well. in lockdown and i was just very like chill. i'm really i'm really chill hey, about everything. we're proud of you Emma. no i did I'm really good no, you, I, I had no idea you yeah, can do yeah. whatever you want also i'm just a goof don't even worry about me <laughs> talking of incredible ttrpg celebrities uh <clears throat> sam hello T me <laughs> it's you yeah it's you it's you no. um no apparently not retracted retracted oh, no. retracted um, that suddenly i'm british and can't take a compliment <laughs> oh my God, no we've corrupted you what ah. tell us tell us the exciting things that you do that are fine and not at all that impressive yeah um well <laughs> i just launched the <laughs> premiere of my show that thanks to Twitch sponsoring I have been filming all year round called From Dusk to Door and it is how you can dress the wardrobe you already own in different ways. So I went and infiltrated so many creators closets and got to dress them and play Barbie and it was awesome. I need this. So yesterday was the first episode, tonight's going to be another episode and then throughout October and into November will be the rest following. So keep an eye out on social medias which are all at Just Sam, J-U-S-T-S-E-U-M or over here on Twitch at Sam, S-E-U-M. Um, I also produce and also play in a campaign called Eden Falls. It's a charity TTRPG that raises money for actually my non-for-profit that I work for, that is my nine, for, nine to five, called Wounded Warrior Project. Um, so yeah, donations can actively affect our game live and it makes Edward Spence, our GM, um, act on the spot and it's a wild crazy time. And that is on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. PT, 4 p.m. Eastern or 9 p.m. GT, right, yes. Ed? Yes, Thanks. that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that'll be Tamirio. Or I don't know when this is out for those of you listening. Go watch it. The videos are on the channel. Uh, and then on Wednesdays. 
I play in a Pathfinder 2E slash D&D 5E hybrid campaign over on Captain Robert's channel, also with Ed, but he's a fellow player. Um, and we somehow made the same character in a way, and it's a wild time. So if that tells you anything, <laughs> there's two boring characters <laughs> who are becoming maybe friends. <laughs> but yeah, that's on Wednesdays. I don't know what time that starts right now because my brain is not butter. <laughs> so Thanks fun. for having me, y'all. I had a blast. Oh, Can't wait yeah, for being been here. Great. Yeah, thank you. And finally, our fate weaver, Ed. Mm, I am Ed. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, as it slowly burns to the ground at Edward underscore Spence underscore. Um, and no, Emily, no. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> I have had uh, such an amazing time. I have been wanting to play with Emily and live for the longest time. Uh, and now I just want to do it forever. You're both amazing. And Sharmini, obviously, we've played before and I've wanted to do so in the intervening, like, two years i think it's been and sam i i we i mean we're playing together two more times this week and it's still not quite enough uh you're we're like appendages of each other (laughs) (laughs) um you are all phenomenal and you make a gm's job or a fate weaver's job very very easy indeed uh if you want to see me gm more you can do so tomorrow uh we'll be reaching the mid-season point of our eden falls campaign which as sam said is a tales from the loop campaign Big Spielberg, Stranger Things vibes. It's just a bunch of kids solving mysteries in an alternate 80s where there are robots and clean energy. God, who can imagine such a thing? Um, And uh, there is now, it appears, time travel involved. If you love awful cliffhangers. You're speaking to the uh, but w- audience here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have an incredible cast over there. We have Sam, we have Gabe Hicks, we have Becca Godsey, and we have Justice, who is doing wonders in Asterian cosplay at the moment. Um, so please do come and check us out over there. Uh, Sam has already plugged Stormforge. And if you want to see more of Liv and myself, but with our dynamic inversed, you can catch us at MCM London yeah. Comic Con at the end of this month on the 28th. Um, this has just made me even more excited for that. I cannot wait. We will be playing the Grant Howitt system of sexy battle wizards. Have I already chosen out a name for myself? I'm not going to say. I absolutely Ooh. have. Um, but uh, I am so excited to uh, join our incredible cast over there as well. Um, go check out the announcements for more on that. But that is everything from me. So thank thank you. you for covering that. I wanted to also jump in on that and also say <laughs> you can do the same with myself and Sharmini also at MCM uh, at the London end of this month. Why am I not in London? Um, yeah, London. why aren't you in why London? Because oh, I'm in that Los Angeles life, baby, paying that <laughs> rent. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. And very quickly, Emily, uh, Emily Bates, yeah. if there are some RP Geeks fans around here who might want to know something that we've got coming up. Yes. So we have, I have been speaking about a game for a little while <laughs> on the channel saying how much I love it and how much I want to play it. It's called Blood on the Clock Tower. It's a social deduction game with like, you, you play it in large groups. Uh, we are very, very excited to announce that on the 16th of October, we have two people who work for the Pandemonium Institute, the creators of Blood on the Clock Tower, who will be running a game for us and some of our tabletop role-playing game uh, friends. Uh, so we are going to have the actual creators of the game to see a lot of people play it for the first time 
uh, live here on October 16th. So the week after this finishes, uh, we'll be going into demons and murdering each other after the Jane Austen in space. Uh, that's that's the plan. Uh, I'm very excited about it. We're very, very uh, pleased and proud to be able to get the Pandemonium instrument on. So yes, it should be very good. It's going to be really fun. Uh, yeah, we're excited. We've got lots of fun people lined up to come play as well. So that's great. That's lovely, it. lovely. Thank you. And finally, just um, a, a quick shout out. Follow us at RP Geeks d and all over the place. Thank you so much to our wonderful patrons um, whose name you can see in our YouTube description and in the middle. Um, and um, today I want to give a special uh, patron shout out to two of our three patrons yeah. whose names begin with K. So there's a whole K contingent. Um, big shout out to Calamity Cass and K Amarine J. Thank you for your support. Uh, you're awesome. You're all awesome. And we will see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>